Hey, boys and girls. It's your favorite fat man at the front desk, Jason Modcast founder David K. Montoya, and I interrupt this fantastic, stupendous podcast with these important messages. Starting February 2nd, the Jason Modcast network is going to be black. It's going to be black for the following 27 days. That's right. For the entire month of February, we're going black. Uh, and But we will be back March 1st. Uh, we've got some things that we need to get caught up on, you know, with the holidays behind us now. It's just time to get caught up. And, you know, plus I'm working on this little cartoon thing. It just kind of put a little bit of my attention. Not, not a real big deal. But for an added bonus, though, two shows will continue to go on, even though the rest of the, of the other podcast shows are going to be going black. On Tuesdays, the boys from the Great White North, the movie Madhouse, will continuing to run their regular show and then as an added bonus Fridays you'll get to hear my fat ass talk for a little while as we go and we enjoy the flashback Fridays and then like I said February 2nd to February 28th no added shows that means no scene red no uh, tree frog expose cafe or who's the boss what we think uh, don't get us started. So those shows will be returning. Then on March 1st, which is a Saturday, we start things right back up with what we think. And then from then until next year, we'll be running straight and smooth. So I just wanted to give you folks a heads up. And just to let you know, because we got some time before February 2nd, but I don't want you going to your favorite iTunes or your Stitcher trying to find a new podcast and like what happened so there you go all right that's it from this end this is your favorite fat man at the front desk david k montoya and now enjoy this fantastic jason modcast show and now enjoy this jason modcast show Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, kids. We are in for more podcasts. That's right. Each and every Friday, we get together and I pull three podcasts and we reflect back on them. That's right. Each podcast is a previously recorded podcast dating back to all the way from 2012 when we got started to the end of 2013. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and let's jump right in and find out what the first podcast of Flashback Friday will be. Give this a good shake, yeah, as per usual. One of these days, I think we're going to get bingo balls and do it that way. All right. The first podcast that we're going to listen to is Don't Get Us Started, number 11. Okay, this episode was recorded on 
October 24th, 2013, and it is called Bump in the Night. And the synopsis reads, After taking care of some business, Sadie and Lacey get into the spirit of Halloween, getting into an unnecessary and uneasy conversation about death, ghosts, and the afterlife. They are unexpectedly joined by yours truly, David K. Montoya, as they share ghost stories. Alright kids, so let's go ahead and sit back and enjoy. Don't get us started, number 11, Bump in the Night. Hi everybody and welcome. I'm S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lisa Montoya. And welcome to Don't, Don't Get Us Started. Uh, let's see, where do I need to start? Oh, first we're off, we're changing days. No nights, longer Tuesday. Dates, whatever, days of the week. Right. We're no longer going to be... Uh, Received, I guess is the word, on Tuesdays, our show switching to Thursdays. Thursdays. And David Montoya, who does all that stuff for us, wanted me to tell you why. Because he's so smart, he figured out by doing some research that the... What? Statistics. Statistics show that more women turn on podcasts and listen to them on Thursdays than any other day of the week. So we're going to see if that helps boost our listenership. So Ooh, we're going to see. I made that word up. Woohoo! And if it does, cool. If you've never listened to us before. Hi! We're glad you are now. And maybe it's because you turned on a podcast on, on a Thursday. Thursday. Who knows? So welcome. It's also October. Which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Oh, what was that thing? It's better to get your boobs checked than Instagrammed. No, how, no. It's better to get your boobs mammogrammed, mammogrammed instead of Instagrammed. Instead of Instagrammed. So, yeah. But it's <laughs> probably not as much fun. And it is more painful. Let's be honest. Mammograms do hurt. Okay. Yeah. But they don't hurt for very long, and it's a lot faster getting over the pain than having breast cancer. Yes. So have your mammos done. If you haven't already or if you haven't made your appointment, make one. Um, I know it's expensive. For some of you, it's real expensive because I just got my thing the other day from our medical facility that we go to and, uh, you know, tell me what to do and what not to do before because right. I'm getting mine done Friday. And um, they said... Your coke pay could be between, I think they said like five dollars to eight hundred dollars, and I went eight hundred dollars. Yeah, who the hell has to pay eight hundred dollars for a memo? Man, I would. No, I wouldn't. No. I mean, I'd go down That's to more the than county. My rent. I would go down to the county and get one done free first. Yes, you know. I mean, seriously. But uh, even you know, if it does have to set you back a little bit, uh, try to find a way to do it anyhow. Um, you know, just think, don't go out for dinner one night that week or one night that month, depending on how frequently you go out for dinner. Uh, cook something at home instead, get your tits smashed and be on the safe side breast cancer wise. So that's our pitch this month. We're pitching all month long about breast cancer. Uh, also want to remind you that it does not just afflict women, but men, men as well. Um, and I suppose one could say even young men and women. But, you know, they say if you, you know, you don't need to get a, a mammogram until you're 40 years of age unless you're in the high-risk group. Which high, is a mother. with Which is first, well, they call high-risk groups uh, people with uh, relatives who have had breast cancer and whether they've died from it or not. And uh, 
they categorize them as first degree uh, family members. That is a uh, for women, it would be a mother, or a, sister. a sister, or a daughter. For men, I didn't ever ask the lady that, but I'm assuming that it would be a father, a brother, or a child. Right. I don't know for sure, but don't take chances. If you have family members who have passed or had breast cancer, then... male or female relatives because it's a tissue. Yeah. So if you've had family members with breast cancer, don't take a chance. Call your doctor and ask them. Right. And they'll tell you whether or not you need to have a mammogram yeah, before the I age had of 40. a grandmother and an aunt on mom's side of the family who both passed away. And the Breast Cancer Society said that doesn't count as first degree uh, risk right. level. And so you don't need to get yours done before the age of 40, right. which is good. That's yes. a good thing because it's not cheap. So me, however, I do because I am elderly, and so I get mine done every year like a good girl, and I bitch about it and moan about it, and I get it done anyway. So there you go. So get yours done too, please. Okay, onward and upward. We talked about um, why we're on Thursdays. We talked about breast cancer. Now let's talk about Halloween. Did that sound scary? Yeah. Kind of. Not very good with sound effects. Probably sounded like I was moaning in the throes of ecstasy or something. (laughs) But I wasn't, trust me. I haven't been moaning in the throes of ecstasy for for a long fucking time. But anyway, huh? Do you have any ghost stories or ghost stories? Anything that's happened to you that you can't explain? Oh, that I can't explain. Well, my dad, my dad used to tell, uh, okay, my father's mother, Ruth. Okay. He called her Ruth most of his adult life. Um, so he didn't call his mom mom? Not so much after she passed. Okay. Uh, because he was very close with her. And mother's, my mother always said that he couldn't, he couldn't call her mom without breaking down, crying. Aww. He was very, very close with Aww. her. Well, she passed away almost nine months to the day before I was born. Okay. And so they always said I took her place. Mm-hmm. Talk about a heavy load to carry. I mean, Jesus, my yeah. dad loved his mother so much that he couldn't talk about her, and, and then then I, I took her place. Jeez. Yeah, they say once a baby's born. Yeah. Well, anyhow, um, after she passed, and I don't know how long after, whether it was days, weeks, months, years, or what. Okay. But a period of time after she passed, he was in bed asleep. And something woke him, and he awoke in the dark room, and he looked uh, at the foot of the bed, and he saw what he believed to be her, okay, his mother. That's all there was to it. They didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. Nothing. He but he saw, saw her. And as I recall, he felt comforted by the that, vision. Yes. Yeah, it was not something where he was disturbed right. by it or... Uh, anything. He felt comforted by the vision. And so that was, that was his ghost story. Okay. Uh, for me, no, not so much. I, I, t- I gotta tell you, if I, uh, you know, cause I think about that, because we watch a lot of movies, the same kind of movies. You mm-hmm. and I watch a lot of, uh, ghosty type movies right. and things like that. And, and Ernie, my husband and I talk about that often, uh, about, uh, 
you know, what would I do in that situation right. and everything. And I got to tell you, I think if I actually, I don't care who it is, if it's my mom, my dad, my brother, who are all past, my grandmother, whom I was very close with, right. my grandfather, I was close with him, but I didn't know him all that well because he, he died when I was like three. Um, I don't know. And my aunt, my mm-hmm. dad's sister, who just passed not long ago, she was 101 when she passed. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping for her gene pool there. <laughs> but I don't know if any of them were to come back and, and like present themselves to me. I think I'd scare the living shit out of me. I don't know. You, I don't know either, but I kind of think so. What your frame of mind is. But when my dad passed, time. my mom and dad both passed the same year. Mother died in January of 1990. My dad died the following October. Okay. And, uh, it was a hard year for me. Um, but when, after dad died, I, um, I would be out someplace, you know, driving mostly, Mm -hmm. mostly in the car. And we, we used dad's CAD. He Mm -hmm. had a 78 or so caddy. You know, it was like driving your living room, you know, right, so a big, old big. Tuna boat. yeah. And, you know, I got like, I don't know, three gallons to the mile on it. You know, it was ridiculous. But anyhow. You go broke these I, days driving yeah, that you, sucker. Oh, I could, we couldn't. Actually, we had, we called those guys that come and haul away cars, you know, uh-huh. and give you 50 bucks. And that's yeah. what they gave us, 50 bucks. Ecology. Like, okay. Uh, but anyhow, I would be driving, uh, you know, here to there and I would suddenly smell uh, the smell of a lighted match. Okay. You know, the, the sulfur. sulfur. Uh, and I would immediately think of my dad. Right. And I'd think, and I'd say, oh, hi, daddy, you here with me? You know, because, uh, he didn't use a, he did use a lighter, but not all that often. Mm-hmm. He most often used a, a match to light a cigarette. And he smoked, of course. Uh, and so it, when I would smell that smell, it would instantly make me think of him. But what was weird was why was I smelling that smell? There wasn't any, and I, uh, the first time it happened, I'm looking around the car, you know, outside looking to see if, cause it was a summer day. I was looking to see if anybody else driving by had struck a man, like I right. could tell, you know, but I'm trying to or see, see if somebody's smoking. Or- right. Yeah. And I couldn't see anything, you know, and I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Well, then the, another time it happened and I had been, kind of been sad about his passing. It took a long time to get over his passing. It was, like I said, two in the same year. It was kind of a pain. And I was close with Daddy. I was close with both of them, but closer with my dad. So it it took a while to, you know, get past that point where if I thought about it, I'd cry. Right. You know, which was for a long time for me. I just got over that with my Nana. Yeah. So when, when I noticed it again... I noticed that it had been at a time when I'd been sad thinking about dad going and all that kind of stuff. And so it happened so often that I began to think maybe there was something to it. You know how people say, well, they see a butterfly or some people see a penny. Right. Uh, there are lots of triggers that mm-hmm. for a lot of people who say, oh, that's because so-and-so is saying hi to me yes. or your loved one is telling you hello. And See, I think you're smelling the sofa from the match. And not seeing the vision of your father because he knows it would scare the shit out of you. I think that too, especially since I was driving a mm-hmm. car at the time. Yeah. So not only would scare the crap out of me, but I would probably have a wreck in the, the process. The from the match. Right. Match was him. Was right. him saying, hi, sweetheart. Right. It's okay. And now with mama, not so much. With mama, I, I talked to her. Uh, but you know what happens with mama? 
is like we lose things, you know, because mm-hmm. like I said, I'm elderly. Ernie and I are elderly people. I'm 73. I, I, we put things away for safekeeping, you know, right. and then we're we don't talking write, about yeah, that. We don't write down where we put them. And so then we spend a year looking for them. And, um, that same and spot if always it's something disappears. I, if it's something that mother had anything to do with, then sometimes I'll say, Ma, for God's sake, where the hell did you put this? You right. know, and inevitably it will turn up. Yeah. Inevitably, not right away necessarily. But, you know, within, time. within a reasonable period of time, I'll go, oh, thanks, Mom, because I was really getting tired of looking for it, you know. Right. And I don't know. I don't know if you'd call that a ghost encounter, you know, per se or not. But like I said, if they, if I was to, you know, just like at now, if you were here with me mm-hmm. and I would look up and see one of them there, mm-hmm. I think I could handle that. But alone, no, yeah. I'd fucking freak. Yeah. I know I would. I just would. I mean, because it would be scary. Yeah. It would be, to me, because it would be, I would think it would be scary. I don't know. I, I don't find it comforting. You know, I mean, we both watched the Long Island medium, medium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Teresa. Uh huh. And I really admire her talent, her gift for uh communicating with those who have passed and and bringing messages from them to their loved ones because they need them. I have seen some stuff that she has done that I'm going there is no there's just no other way that could be happening right you know unless unless 600 people are in on the on the whole thing and they're all scamming us and right. I don't believe that I I don't simply because that's too many people to try to pull something like that yeah. off so I don't believe that so I I do believe something's going on and because of that, it kind of makes me think, okay, then, you know, maybe they are there, but like you said, they know, they know it would scare mm-hmm. me. And so they're not going to, you know, they're not going to. They're just giving you small in the windows, letting you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the same thing sort of with Ernie too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he watches her too, you know, and he'll go, Jesus, I don't believe she did that, you know, but. Um, if he was to see somebody that he knew it, like his mother or father, right. you know, I don't know how he'd, t- I think he'd kind of scare him too, because yeah. it's, it, to us, it's scary. It isn't comforting. I, like dad was comforted by the vision of his mother. Right. I don't think I would be so comforted, but that's just me. What yeah. about you? I have never seen, I've done the smells. What kind of smells have you had um, noticed? I mean. When my mom moved to Nevada, my mom drinks coffee. And in uh-huh. the wintertime, it's throughout the day. Right. And I don't drink coffee. Right. I mean, I drink right. iced coffee. Right. The strong smell of percolating right. coffee. Mm, I got on the phone it. with my mom. Mom, are you okay? Because <laughs> I was so strong in my apartment, and wow. there was no coffee maker. Um, so she, it, it, when you do that, has she been thinking about you or something? Or I don't know. I, just I mean, called her in a frantic to make sure she was okay. She, she didn't, didn't say, oh, I was just thinking about no, you or anything like no. that. Okay. Um, another thing is the smell of rose perfume. Okay, like rose water or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Maybe maybe my Nana. I'm not sure because I remember rose being... Water? I don't know, but I remember uh, a little container and had a rose on it. It was a lotion. Oh, well, sitting she, on her bedside when she I was, may have done that. Yes. She may have used rose smell stuff, cigar it's, smoke. And who's, I can't who's cigar smoke. I have no idea. Really? Yeah, I don't know. That's odd. Yeah, and I don't like the smell of cigar smoke. It just 
nauseates Ooh, me. If that so. were you and I smelled cigar smoke, I would real quick surround myself with the white light of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I would. When I do I was... that. I do that a lot. If I'm, if I'm frightened, mm-hmm. I, because I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of like David in that respect. I believe in demons. Mm-hmm. I believe there's, uh, and I think that has to do with your guys' religious background. It probably does, but I believe there, if I, if I, if I can believe in in the good on the other side i have to believe the possibility of some of the negative right. on the other well, side yes, too that's... and so if i if i pick up a sense like that uh yeah i'm when i was I'm right away looking for protection in 2001 with my son we lived in another town i talked over your sentence to begin oh, with when you were when what? i was pregnant in uh-huh. 2001 with my first son okay um david worked nights he's always right. worked nights Department we lived in in Hesperia. My bathroom, my bedroom was almost set up like a motel room where I had my sinks in my mirror and then my toilet was behind the door. Mm-hmm. I was laying there in bed and something dark came into my room. Oh, fuck me. And I'm pregnant. Oh, fuck me. And I Jesus. so scared. I couldn't scream for my mom because my mom lived with us. We lived with my mom. David was oh. at work. I couldn't scream. I was paralyzed in fear. And I just remember saying in my head, this is my baby. Back the fuck off. Mm -hmm. This is my baby. You're not going to take my baby. Jesus. And that happened quite Ah. a bit. It happened more than once? Yes. Holy shit. So then I started sleeping on the couch until David got home from work. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I would too. Jaden was born and came home, we still lived in the same apartment. And there was no bad. No what? There was no more bad. There was no more negative. It didn't happen anymore? No. Damn. But I was paralyzed. I couldn't yell for my mom, who was just in the next room over. I couldn't scream. I couldn't. Nothing would come out. Oh, wow. Oh, man. And I just remember saying, this is my baby. Back the fuck off. That would freak me out for sure. Yeah. I. I, uh... Living at David's mother's house Mm. in transition of moving. Um, we stayed at her house for about six months to a year and the TV would flash six, 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 no, it did not. six, 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 no, it six, 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 did six. Not. it did. No, it did not. And then maybe, oh, hell no. yes, yes. Yeah. And I then can. probably about a week later, <laughs> oh, shit. I have the window open. I'm claustrophobic. So I have to have air flowing. Oh yeah. I get that. So I had the window cracked open just a little bit, and I heard my name called three times. Lacey. Oh, Jesus. So I heard it again, and I'm like, fuck. So I get Is up. something haunting you? I don't know. So I get up, go to give my sister-in-law the what for, and she's sound asleep on the couch. Uh... And she was asleep. You know, there was no out of breath from running from my bedroom window through the garage back to the couch in the living room. She was sound asleep. So my TV flashed 666, and that did it for about a week. And then somebody whispered. When it was on or not? Yes. Whether it was on or not, it did that? Yes. Was it like? Just like the channels. When you put it on channel two. White numbers or black numbers? No, our TV had green numbers. Green? Yeah. Jesus. Mm. So, yes. That is freaky. And then when I heard my name called three times. I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? Oh, my God. Hi, honey. Hi, I got to jump in real fast. Yeah, yes. jump. You know why they have threes, right? 
you know, you, you hear three knocks or you hear three times. Okay. A spirit or, or demon, whatever it's. Okay. Yeah, because my name was said three so times. So what, the half TV, of six or something? <laughs> my TV flashed 666 three times. Right. It's actually a, a mockery of the Trinity. Oh, oh really? Yes. No, see, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Nothing happens to me in threes. Well, tacos, but that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, but holy moly, that would scare the crap out. Now, when was the last time something like this happened, Lacey? Um, was that before Jay was born? Yes, that was before he moved to Hesperia. Yeah. So it's been 10 years or more? It's been closer to 13 years. Mm -hmm. Since anything like that's happened? Well, maybe you got... But my mother-in-law at the same house in the same bedroom got pulled out of her bed. Yes. This is shaking frequently? Because I'm talking. I know, but does it matter? No, it's okay. 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 Because it's connected to that wood. Oh, okay. Okay. We were talking about the microphone. I caught, I saw it shaking. Sorry about that. My Go mother-in-law ahead. and the same house in the same bedroom we stayed after we done moved down. Right. Got pulled out of her bed. Physically pulled out of her bed. Oh, come on. Yes. By the yes. feet or what? Yes. By her feet down to the edge of the bed. Nothing ever touched me in that house. They just called my name and flashed my TV 606. But she got pulled out of her bed. Does she still live in that house? Yes. She's lived there for like 18 years Oh, man, I'd have moved the next day. (laughs) I'm serious. Something pulled me out of my bed. Hello. Goodbye. I'm gone. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. Does she acknowledge this to this day? Yes. And it didn't scare the living crap out of her? Oh, it did. And she but didn't move? She got her Bible and she did her. Yeah. Like a cleansing. Jesus got my thing. Bible, tear all the pages out, make a dress out of them, wear it forever. <laughs> yes. Um, oh my God. Since, Take a bath in holy water every day. And I'm not even Catholic. I know. Since we're talking about ghost stories. Yes. The house that we lived in, the little beaver house. Yeah. That was the house on little beaver, he means to say. Yes. Yes. Uh, that was haunted. <laughs> I know it was haunted. Our apartment or your mother's house? The apartment was haunted, too. Oh, my goodness. What happened there? I'd see little kids running around all the time. No, you did not. I'd see a dog. In the house? I'd see it. Yes, I'd see a dog running around. And I'd be like, and you weren't down. And, and you weren't on anything? No. No, we and were clean. Were, were they like uh, vaporous and flimsy? No, or were like, they like, like regular people? You. Oh fuck me! And that and 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 oh jeez! And you didn't move? No, I blessed the house quite a few times. Yeah, bless the house, sage, uh, sage, sage it, like like what's your name that's does? That's what I like was the talking Long about. Long Island doing medium here. does. Because once we moved in here, yes, I had Zoe. I'm gonna go but home. I got sage growing at my front door. I'm gonna go home get some sage and white smoke sage. It. That's green. No, you need white sage. Well, for it cleansing. turns white. <laughs> when it sits there know. for a while I don't know Doesn't um, count, huh? When we lived in that apartment oh Standing God. at the kitchen sink <clears throat> And my kitchen sink <clears throat> was on one wall And the entranceway was on the other side Washing dishes, my back was faced I was turned back And there would be a presence I'd never see anybody But somebody was watching me do the dishes <clears throat> The Through the window, you mean? Or? No, no, behind me Jeez. Like my kitchen sink was against the wall facing outside and my entrance was, was here. Oh, no, no, no. Couldn't do that. <laughs> Part of the worst thing for me 
when we lived at the little beaver house, I heard somebody call me by my middle name. Oh, come on now. And I opened my eyes. I want you to see this. <laughs> I know. I see. You got the hair raising on your arms as we speak. Yes. There was a, a tall black figure standing in our bedroom. And at first it was like, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. fuck. And I'm like, thinking to myself, this is not a peaceful Mind you, we stopped doing drugs in the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what were you on at the Late time? Late 90s. And, uh. I, and I, I thought this, I was like, you're not a peaceful entity. Yeah. And I heard a, a laugh. Ooh. And then what I, what I was raised on is if you ever encounter that type of demonic right. situation, you always plead the blood of Jesus. Okay. Well, I got to, I plead the blood. Yeah. And it started laughing. <sighs> and I was literally, I could not oh. move my mouth. I could not. Oh. You're paralyzed like yes. I was in that other apartment. And then I finally, in her monologue, said mm. it in my head. Mm -hmm. And it laughed again and said something like, it had to be verbal. And I pushed and pushed and pushed myself to finally. It, it said, out. it said that it had to be verbal. It had to be verbal. The, it, the bad entity said yes. that. Why the fuck would it tell you that? It was mocking me because I couldn't talk. Oh and my I god! I finally got the last piece of it out. And um, poof, it was gone. Really? And See, I, I never heard too. that. I never heard that. I've heard because I had a I had a friend. The the people I, I was telling. Yeah, don't don't hang. Um, <laughs> the the people who took care of our horses that yes, I was telling you about yeah. on the way home tonight from the gym. Um, she was very into the metaphysical world, okay? And uh, she was the one who taught me to, as she put it, surround yourself with the white light of the Holy Spirit. And so I've, I've used that a lot since then. She also, now that I think about it, I'd forgotten that. When I, uh, okay, people that know about me know that I wrote, um, a book called Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner. And it's about some time I spent in Liberia in 1971. Uh, and it's a true account of that time. Well, one thing that's not in the book is I brought, and I'm starting to get weird now. <laughs> I brought becoming home, fidgety. uh, we had this, we had the, the Thanksgiving party, and that is in the book. We had a, what we called the Thanksgiving party. And we invited people from the neighboring villages as from as far away as they wanted to come. Oh, how neat. And one of the bunch that showed up was um, this, he was like, um, I want to say medicine man because mm -hmm. that's the closest I could relate to. He was um, um, well, sort of a... What was your grandpa Sobino? A shaman. Yeah, that would be another term for what he did. He was sort of a magician slash uh, Medicine leader, man. religious leader or whatever. Anyway, they he, uh, they did some some sort of tricks and stuff. I can't remember. He and his assistant. And his assistant was, um, he was a strange kind of guy. He was, um, he was strange. Anyhow, uh, they gave me this little ebony statue. Mm -hmm. It's about, uh, what is that, nine inches or so okay. tall. And it was like a little teeny body and a great big pancake shaped head. Okay. 
uh, with a pointy nose feature and little eyes. Um, I don't remember if it had arms and a head feet. Uh, and it had, it had, um, it was sort of odd looking. Uh, but it, you know, I, I took it home to the States with me. And I, you know, I thanked him for it, you know, and he was, he made up like a gift of it to me at the party, you know, right. so I, I thank you very much, you know, and all that stuff. And as I told you in the book and I told you in person, we were, uh, held in high regard there, uh, by the people of Liberia because we represented to them, um, the potential for a lot of work. Right. And so, uh, there was probably nothing those people wouldn't have done for me had it become necessary. Uh, so when this guy offered me the little statue thing, I said, this is cool, you know, thank you very much. And I brought it home with me. Well, years later, okay, fast forward to 1980s and uh, met this woman who's metaphysically right. inclined, if that's the right term. And uh, I told her, I, you know, I wasn't having, Ernie and I were not having the best relationship at that time and I wasn't real comfortable with a lot of things and and everything and and she said well what you know what's can you put your finger on it what's wrong you know right. and I go well I don't I can't really I don't really know what is the matter and um I said I told her about this little statue and I said you know it it cuz I had it out on our porch mm-hmm. at that point and I said it it I said lately when I look at it it kind of weirds me out oh you know and she said where did you get it and I told her and she said I think you should destroy it okay because she she looked at it okay I showed it to her and she looked at it and she said I'm getting some really bad vibes off of that thing and she said, I really think you should destroy it. She said, I think that's what's wrong. Bringing bad juju into your home. Something like that, I guess. And I said, well, can't I just throw it away or give it to somebody? And mm-hmm. she said, no, because, um, you'll just pass it on to them for one thing. But she said, it won't, it won't stop anything. She said, you have to burn it. And I said, but it's, you know, it's just, she said, burn it. So I did. I set out. Side, I put it on the barbecue. I do you think. think the man who gave it to you though would and do you harm? No, I don't. But I don't really know. In retrospect, I don't know why he gave it to me, what he had in mind, right, or who else may have had it, touched it, where it came from to him, right. It you know could have had bad juju along with it. I don't know. Maybe try to pass it off. Maybe. Uh, anyhow. I set it out on something. I think it must have been the barbecue, you know, and uh, put a little wood and paper and shit around it and burned the thing to ashes. And uh, all the problems went away. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you regret burning it? No. Well, kind of in a way I do because it was a cool little statue, you know. But no, because it was a a bleak black time for us for several months. And that all went away after I burned it. Now, hmm. you, one could say that was because I fixed everything myself right. and, you know, who, who knows? I don't know. Uh, but that's as close to anything creeping into my house that I've got. I have got nothing like, like what you guys are talking yeah. about. That's fucking freaky. Yeah. And you still like Halloween and oh, you yes. still like oh, yes. all those freaky movies. Hell yeah. 
and all those ghosty movies yes. and haunted movies. We See, just now, watched The Conjuring and oh la la, I loved it. If I had those experiences you're talking about, I don't think I'd be wanting to watch those kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I don't know if, mm-hmm. if well, you, you don't know because you've never seen me, but I don't watch the ghost stories. I don't watch those things. Yeah, I don't like, think I would want to either. She, she does. I do. Yeah, I but know. I, I do not. I don't. Yeah. I watch my haunting, my ghost stories. Yeah, I'm not into those too much myself. Now, Poltergeist, I kind of watch. These are real stories that people because it's kind of interesting and the, it's a well-made movie. Uh, but I don't consider that the same sort of like ghost movie, mm-hmm. like. The Conjuring mm-hmm. and and like Mama, did you see Mama yet? Mm-mm. That's a really scary one. I started to watch it at my mom's house, but it's kind of hard to visit and watch a movie. Oh yeah, no, especially especially a movie like that. Yeah. You can't. So The Conjuring, you I know you were looking forward to it. I loved it. Did you? Yes. It was was very good. the one thing was I was it? pissed off about was is the real doll to the doll perceived in the movie were completely different. But that's me. I'm the, kind of the real doll to the what? The one they perceived in the movie. Because it was based on a true story. Oh, okay. The real doll looks like a Raggedy Ann doll. Uh huh. And the doll they used in the movie looks like it was a creeped out doll. Yeah. They oh. Specifically, like Bride of Chucky or something. Yeah, just some well, goofy. Okay, okay. So it was a real story. What's the real story behind the movie? Because I don't know. Um, the doll was bought for a lady's daughter who was in college. Mm-hmm. And she bought her daughter this Raggedy Ann doll. Mm-hmm. Well, her and her roommate were both in school for nursing. Mm-hmm. They would come home. The doll would be arms crossed. Nobody moved the doll. The doll would be moved from the girl's bedroom to the couch. Nobody moved the doll. Mm-hmm. Um, the doll was leaving messages. <laughs> notes. Notes. Leaving little notes. Yes. You miss me? Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. written on paper? Mm-hmm. Yes, notes? like a child's handwriting. Oh. You yes. missed me? Mm-hmm. Oh. Missed me? Yeah. Huh. Okay, so that was... Mary Lynn's white as it is, but she's like ghostly <laughs> white right now. Yeah, I, I am think a, she's going to wait a, for I her husband a, to get home and come and pick her up. <laughs> I am a white girl. There's no doubt about that. And now I'm even whiter. Yeah. One could say pale. She's she's fidgeting with her rings. I am. I am fidgeting. I <laughs> this is not comfortable topic for me. Um. Okay, so they, they took just that? Thing, I mean, what happened with the doll in the real doll, life? Right now, in real life, is in a museum, in a glass case, where she can't get at the paper and pencil. <laughs> what the fuck is yeah. that? Who? What museum? The Museum of the Dead? What? What museum? Um, I'm not sure. I read the. I article, mean, we're not talking Smithsonian remember. or anything, no. are we? I don't it's think some so. wacky cuckoo. Talk about somewhere that should be haunted. Yeah. Well, if it's, Damn. If it's anything Smithsonian like Institute. the movie, it's uh, a demonologist. What is? The, the, oh, that has the doll? Yeah. yeah. Ah. So. See, now, it, if I had a doll like that, I would burn it. Yeah. Just oh, me. Yeah. Just me. Yeah. I would burn it because that's, you know, it's like what? Cut off its head or burn it or silver bullets or, you know. <laughs> Rub it in garlic first, <laughs> marinate it in salad dressing, whatever, and then burn a fucker because that's how you get rid of stuff like that. And then pray over it too, just for added benefit. Yes. You know, go, be gone, go to hell, wherever you go. Don't stay here. I don't know. That's, that stuff is freaking. 
Did you Trippy. did you tell her about Jaden's friends that he used to talk to? No. You haven't talked to him? No. No. Jaden had to... go ahead. Okay, Jay um Your son. Yes. Our son. Uh-huh. What was he about? Two or three? Or was it he... was um It was on after yeah. my mom moved out. Yeah. So and he got his own room. So it's back in the, the place <clears throat> on Little Beaver where we live. Right. He's already in kindergarten. Okay. And he would We'd go in there, we'd hear him talking, hear him laughing, and he'd, he'd constantly talk about his friend. Um, well, I remember the name, but I don't want to say it out loud. Okay. And um, it was just a constant. And and Lacey and I both Then tried. he would get pissed off on his night-night time. He'd come into my room and tell the mom, can you please tell him to be quiet? Tell him be quiet. I got to go night-night. Oh, my be goodness. Be quiet. Hmm. So I let him sleep in my room, and I slept in his room, but I didn't hear anything. My Did mom they go slept... with him? I don't know. I mean, he didn't say nothing. He he could go in your room and sleep, mm-hmm. and didn't hear him. No, but in his own but room, my mom he slept couldn't... in that room too for five, seven years. For a long time, and she didn't have nothing. She didn't hear nothing. Hmm. I I ended up doing uh because sometimes. I would just go and crash on Jaden's bed yeah. when I get home from work. Right. And just that heebie-jeebiness. Yeah. And one night I end up doing like a, a fasting prayer all night long. Yeah. And I think that pretty much ended. Fix, fixed it. Yeah. Weird. Really weird, mommy. Mm. Yeah, and the weird thing is, is we were, well, she wasn't. I was like, we should get our old apartment back, you know, when we came back to California. Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> Jesus. How much misery do you want to put yourself through? For so long. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you could. I really don't. Now, see, for me, something like that happening, that would, you know, and Ernie's the same way, too. You know, we've talked about stuff like that before because we, we watch some of the, the weird, you know, well, for us, the first really horrifically scary movie that we ever saw was The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we both saw it. At the same time, with his brother in the theater when it was being shown in theaters. Right. And at the time, it was the scariest shit to come down the pike for a long, long time, right? I still think it's the scariest. When we, we, we were in, and his brother goes, do you guys like scary movies? And we go, yeah, <laughs> sure. We like scary movies, you know? So we get in there and we sit down and five minutes into this movie, I've got my fingers in my ears. I'm looking at the floor, him too. And I'm going, hmm, you know, so I don't hear because of the sounds that accompanied all the scary shit that went on in that movie, right? right. And, and so we talk about stuff like, you know, if, if we, were there or if we lived in a place like that we would fucking move you know i mean we 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 would not keep Yellow some knives come you know flying you out of my knife block or dishes come flying out of me all the cupboard then yeah well i consider moving. as far as i'm concerned somebody calling my name without anybody being there is just as oh, bad as from, dishes flying well that's his there. mother's house well, even so, the other stuff. No, I, uh, uh, uh-uh. well, no, I'd be gone. I'm sorry. And I love my house. But if shit like that started happening in my house, trust me, I'd be out of there. No, 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 no. The old lady's not going to go there. My, life, my knife block or dishes come flying or stuff coming out of my china hutch. 
then we'd consider it. <laughs> Peace out. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they, uh, they say that that's poltergeist activity, mm-hmm. you know, that there's some spirit that's trying to get your attention or what. Yeah, you got my attention. Stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's worse, go, because I, it's not enough that you stop. You're still here. That's bad. I don't know you. I don't want you here. Go away. And I wouldn't know they did, so I'd have to leave. Right. That's just me. I couldn't, I, no. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 <laughs> don't want to go there. No. And, and I, and I don't, um, I was going to say I don't know why. I do know why. If it was a demonic presence, then I'd be literally scared. Right. Okay. If it was a ghost of somebody I knew, that in itself would scare me, but it wouldn't be the same kind of fright. It'd be a different kind of Right. I wouldn't necessarily feel that my life was threatened. Right. And it wouldn't do any good to move if it was a ghost of my dad or my mother. Because they just fucking follow me, so that wouldn't help any. You know? Right. But, uh, no, the rest of it, I, uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to go there. Uh-uh. And I wouldn't be interested in watching more movies or hearing more stories I've about got a stuff sick like sense that. Of humor. I'm twisted. <laughs> no, it's not humor though. You really just like that stuff. I do. And and but I'm I don't fascinated by what, it. What fascinates me is how you can like it after being haunted. I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. It's interesting. It's was it interesting at the time? No, it was scary. At first, I thought it was my sister-in-law. No, when you were in the bathroom and the, the darkness came in and you said, this is my baby and you're not getting it and shit, right. that was scary. Yeah. It uh, wasn't intriguing. No. Were you intrigued at the moment? I'm no, scared, scared shitless, shitless, but this is really talk. intriguing. Yeah. So, you know, at what point did you turn that corner and go, oh, it's okay now, you can come in. I'm just intrigued now. I'm not threatened. No. I don't know. No, I didn't invite them in. I told them to leave me alone. But I'm fascinated by it. Mm. I think it's with Lace, and correct me if I'm wrong, but because of Lace's upbringing, you know, she's not kind of concreted in her beliefs like, you know, I am. Yeah. You know, I believe in a heaven and a hell. Yeah. As with Lace and her upbringing, that was really never introduced. Yeah. So the way I perceive spirits and, and demons is something totally different from the way she sees it as where i see afterlife you know anything afterlife and this is just my perspective my view mm-hmm. that if if it's afterlife and there's some type of presence mm-hmm. it's not good and I, I, it doesn't matter what it is it's not good as with lace because of her not having um been the, the same, warped. Yeah, the same <laughs> beliefs that I do. Right. She doesn't have the same perception as I do. Right. Whether, but she still she still gets a sense of good or bad out right. of whatever's haunting her. Yeah. So, you know, whether whether you get it ahead of time because you've been told it's going to be good or bad, she gets it from the thing and it's good or bad. And either way, it's good or bad and usually bad and I don't want to go there. <laughs> No, that's, you know, and, and that, and, and truth be told, I won't watch a movie like that alone. If I, if I'm watching a really, really scary movie, and I can't think of any right now, because The Exorcist doesn't scare me anymore. 
Right. Because we've seen it since right. a couple of times on television. Well, at I first, the, at first, we weren't going to watch it anymore. I have the director's you know? uncut version. Nah, I, it, I'm not interested in watching it uh-huh. anymore but because it's, it's different because, because I know now what's going to happen. Right. Okay, see, that was part of the the fear factor was that you didn't know what was going to happen at all. You know, shit, nobody knew <clears throat> in the whole theater. You know. <laughs> I mean, pea soup could have come flying out of the screen, and we'd have believed it. But it, I, I won't, I won't deliberately set myself up to be scared. I at haven't home, been scared of a movie yet. At home, if there's if there's something on television, and I'm alone, if there's something on television that that's gonna scare me, or I think it's gonna scare me, I won't watch it. You can go to Joy Television. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch Joy Television, man, or QVC, or. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, better, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. 
With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Oh, what or... about that house in Arkansas when we were house hunting and it was that old, it was green and gray and we got to the doorstep and you said you didn't want to go in? Do you remember that? No. Hmm. Because really? you looked for hmm. all the houses when we looked up there. Yeah, but you went with me because I liked it. It was a big house and I drove you out there and you didn't want to go in. I'm hmm. sorry, I don't remember. No? <laughs> no. Interesting. Interesting. And, you know, I grew up around dead people. My dad was a preacher. Mm-hmm. You know, people died all the time. I had to go to funerals for people I didn't know. Yeah. You know, because it was either go to the funeral or stay home. And, you know, I got dragged along to a lot of funerals and shit. And I I understood about death and dying. Mom mm-hmm. and dad explained a long time ago to us kids about death and dying. You know, this physical body is just garbage after you're gone. And, you know, it's, it's bury it and forget about it and that sort of thing. And I have no problem with all that. But the metaphysical or the ghosty type information, you know, that was relegated to the Holy Three, okay? Mm. <laughs> you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. That was the only one we got to talk about in terms of ghostiness and that, and, and Dad's thing with his mother. And that was pretty much it. We didn't, we didn't go there as a family. That wasn't stuff that we discussed. And it wasn't talked about in my church. Right. You know, Dad never talked about it in church and he did most of the talking in church. Which is why I do most of the talking. <clears throat> Anyhow, um, so yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't have any, I don't have any upbringing, uh, up nice household talks about that sort of thing. You know, we talked about UFOs, we talked about ghosts, we talked about, well, we talked about UFOs, but we didn't talk about, uh, mother was, mother was much more like you, David, I think, than, Dad was. Mother was of the opinion that evil could get in if you let it. If you'd invite it mm-hmm. by not being on guard against it, then it could get in. And so I think that's one reason we never talked about a lot of those things. Um, yeah, like David's aunt. There's a story in the family history that I want to know, but she's not going to repeat it because she's scared she's going to open up some demon door. Well, there you go. She may be right. Let it keep her, let her keep it closed. Maybe. Listen, my aunt went to her grave knowing stuff Bunch about my bullshit. dad that, that she wouldn't tell us too. So. That's bullshit. Well, it may be bullshit. And then again, it may not. You never know. You know, the, the guys that, that, uh, that get the doors open and then wish they hadn't are usually the ones that say it's bullshit. So I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't mess Repeating with it. Repeating something that somebody else said is not going to open up a door. It depends on what it is that the was said and who told you not to repeat it because she was a child opened up a door to adult conversation with the grandfather who was a shaman shaman uh-huh. and she won't repeat it well you have uh-huh. to understand from that <clears throat> perspective um they're not the brightest bunch uh, of, of the gene pool they there could and, be some some validity to that and, yeah um, well, okay, best example. 
um, Miss Respiratory Ther- Therapist, tell yeah. me what microvilli is. In the most layman term you can tell me, what is microvilli? Well, the the villi or villi is, is little... Uh, Hairs. Yeah. Okay. And micro means really small. Right. So... <clears throat> I'm, the reason, the reason Lacey put that word in is, you guys can't see this, but I'm sitting here with my fingers <laughs> imitating the movement of, of microvilli in, in the, uh, Thank body. God we in don't the have body. video cam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So that's why she said hairs, because I was making little movements with my fingers, but yes, okay. Okay, same said aunt was telling people that one of our family members died because they grew hair in their lungs. No, because of the family curse. Yes. The, well, the family curse caused the hair, a hair, oh my God, hair to grow into their lungs. And that's what killed them. And mind you, I was 18 when I heard this. And I had no medical training at the time. And I bullshit. <laughs> and we both started laughing. Hair in the lungs. I'm just setting the, yeah. the best example yeah. of. Right. right. Yeah. I, I, Their ignorance, essentially, to things. I, I get, and I, and I get that. And a lot of times, uh, that's kind of the, the movies that we see, too, where the, the, the appearances of this and that and the other thing appear to people who are so stone dumb that they, you know, go, yeah. oh, yeah, that could happen. Um, and yeah, I, I sort of get that. And then somewhere along the line, though, there's other stuff that happens when you are educated and you can't explain right. it. It, you know, well, I mean, that shit that happened with you when you were pregnant, you can't explain that. No, I couldn't. No. no. And I, I've witnessed someone possessed. See, now I haven't. Thank and you. I, I don't want to Except talk in the about movies. It. Except in the movies, I haven't. Um, I don't want to either. He's alive. We can't I, say he's all right in the head, though, no, but that's just no, personal. I was going to say, is he still possessed? <laughs> but. Didn't want to. Um, didn't want to go there. The only thing that I will say, <clears throat> see if I can say it or not. Um, there he had a a white shirt on, and you could literally see this going movement on in his Ew. stomach. Oh, under his skin, you under mean? His skin, <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's. Shit. That's that would be yeah, that would be freaky. What what again for our listeners who who have to imagine what's happening here? David was moving his hand underneath his shirt, uh, poking his fingers out so that to to give descriptive of like something trying to push through the skin. Right, right, right. Without being pregnant, kind of, kind of <laughs> like kind of like when you're pregnant and the and the baby kicks and yeah, moves right. underneath. Besides, the, he's a male; he wasn't pregnant. But yeah, know, but I mean, the, yeah, I know. You know, the interesting thing is, and, and I think maybe that's why I'm so open to all different religions, because I, mm-hmm. I you know, is what finished the exorcism, as it were. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I grew up Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. My Pentecostal preacher. Went and obtained holy water, which is a Catholic yes. thing. Yes, it is. And he came back with the holy water, and, I'm, and I remember I was young, and everybody was kind of giving him shit about it's it's that's a Catholic thing, and he goes, it's the symbol. Yeah, yeah, whatever works Who gives a shit where and it that's came what from. Worked. They yeah. literally had to pour, it, you know, hold him down and pour it down his throat. Wow. But and and, and that kind of like that unified the faith for me not all faith is correct 
know what I'm trying to say? Right, I do. I, I totally do. Yeah. And, and because, again, being a Pentecostal preacher using a, a, a Catholic method, which then he in turn yeah. said it was it was all about the symbolism yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was the the friend of yours was he Catholic? No, no. Interesting. No. We Interesting. Were, the the whole hmm. household were were part of his congregation, so we were. Wow, all wow. All right. Well, thank you for letting me set in. Yeah. Hey, if, thanks for bringing some spookiness to us. If, if I would have remembered, this is what you guys were going to talk about. I would have said it in the very beginning. Okay. Oh, well, we can always talk about it some more next time, too. Well, yeah, because we have one more or two more before Halloween. No, next episode will be Halloween. Actually, because of the new format, mm-hmm. uh, don't get us started as moving to Thursday. I right, right. Just so happens Halloween's Halloween on, on Thursday. So we could do it again. Yes. So if we do... You can join us for our Halloween show. Well, but see, here's the thing now. Okay, uh, we're, we're always a week ahead of things, ahead of time. So uh, I'm so confused by this. When we do the show on Halloween night, it won't be Halloween for our listeners. It'll be a week after that they hear it. Let's see, because this is episode 11, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, this might be the Halloween show then. Might it? it might well, be. that's why I was asking Lacey. The show we did yes, yesterday, we did we doubled up this week, listeners. We did a show last night, and we did one tonight because I'm not going to be here next week. So, um, the show that we did last night is going to air this week coming, right? That will air. Let's see, episode ten will air on the seventeenth. Okay, so that's this, this week the coming. Fourth, and then we have one more. So for this Halloween. one will be on the twenty fourth, and there is one more show before Halloween. Yeah. Okay, so that show, which is the one we will record when you come week back. after next, right. which you, we can be, we can do some more spooky stuff, and you can sit in on that with us. Which would be the 29th of the actual date of recording. Right, right. And it'll and it'll right. on the 31st. So you can sit in on that one with us, and we can sit around and eat snicker bars and play trick-or-treat. Oh, this is one of my favorite things to do. I love telling ghost stories. Good. You know, the funny Good. thing is, is I, I know, like, my mom has unbelievable stories, but... And they're true? Oh, absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. She should come and be in it, too. <clears throat> and she's a talker. Oh, boy. We'd have to have, like... Special dispensation available by then. <laughs> All right. We're done. Right, is our hour right, up? Yeah, we're done. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Well, that's been kind of fun. Um, real quick, email us if you like us. Go to the website. Click on comments. It takes you to our email. Pick out the show that and the episode. Let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. Yes. And so we've done all we can for tonight on ghost yeah, stories. That's a wrap. So that is totally a wrap. So we won't get started on any more till next time. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Hope we didn't scare you. No, I hope we did. It'd be fun. <laughs> I want people to write and say, oh, you scared me to death. <laughs> okay. They're all true stories. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I'm S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. Saying. And, and there goes David Montoya in the kitchen. And we're still saying, don't, don't get, get us started. started. Good night. Good night. Sleep tight. Yep. I just couldn't resist jumping in and, and 
getting involved with that show because one of the favorite things I love to do is to tell ghost stories. And I heard him talking about ghost stories, so I just took the opportunity and kind of forced myself into the little podcast. I guess that's what happens when you're the founder. You can do things. Okay, let's go ahead and jump to the next podcast and find out what show and what episode from what time are we going to listen to right here on Flashback Fridays. All right, got my bucket of tricks here. Give this bad boy a little shake. All right. Let's see. We have our next podcast is Scene Red, number 35, released August 14th, 2013. And this episode is called Beware of the Animal Kingdom. This week is all about lions, sharks, testicle-eating dogs. Oh, my. We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto, because this special midweek episode of Seeing Red, Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave get into some horrific animal news. Oh, yes, gentle listeners, I can't forget that one. Actually, 35 is one of my personal favorites. So let's go ahead and gear up the Wayback Machine, and let's enjoy. Scene Red, number 35. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm hitting the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Aaron Illich. You know, the star. I the wish. star. <laughs> Annoying star. With, <laughs> <laughs> with Shark Week over. Now, do you guys follow Shark wait, Week? Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about a woman's period? <laughs> There's a thing on Facebook, because they have a picture of a shark's brain and then a woman's reproductive system, and it looks exactly the same. I've seen that. Yeah, like, no, it's no longer, it's no longer a period now, it's, no, it's now called Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Shark Week, um, number one, I don't understand why they do this every year, the Shark Week thing. It's the same thing, over and over and over again. Um, though I did enjoy what they called Sharkopolypse. That was interesting. So for this episode, I decided we're gonna we're gonna tap into some some animal news. Um, I'll save the best one for last, but we'll we'll start and see what where it takes us. So for the first one, this is actually all of this I believe is is happening here in California, and it is lion kills worker at sanitary. In California. Cemetery? Sanitary. Oh, sanitary. It, this is from CNN. It says, it was clear that Diana Hansen was thrilled to be a Cat Haven, be at the Cat Haven Sanitarium. Her Facebook page boasted more pictures of lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. I, I added that part. Um, lions and tigers than it did her own friends. Hansen had been at the 100-acre wooden Northern California facility since January, working at an, working as an intern, bonding with the big cats it's home to. On Facebook photo of her and a tiger cub, a friend commented, "You have met your, or yeah, you've met your calling." My calling, Hansen jokingly responded, "Drools on my pants." 
On Wednesday, the 24-year-old Seattle woman was killed when she was mauled by a 5-year-old 350-pound African lion inside a cage. Hansen Greaves' grieving father said the lion, Couscous, was one of her favorites. Yeah, well, I guess... <laughs> she was one of his favorites, too. The sanitarium did not release details of why Hansen was in the lion cage, but said it would investigate whether safety protocols were followed. The Fresno, the Fresno County Sheriff's Office said that when the line attacked, another employee at the sanitarium tried to distract him away from Hansen in order to, or let's see, Hansen into another enclosure, but all attempts failed. A sheriff deputy said that they shot and killed the lion to reach Hansen and gave her medical assistance, but it was too late. Now, is it me or does anytime you hear Hanson you think of Chris Hanson Dateline No. I, I was thinking Boom bop bop ba, da, oh, <laughs> But seriously though what? Now you're an animal lover. Would you go in a, a, a lion cage without like at least a twelve gauge or something? Like I think what I think is like she probably wasn't following protocol. Uh huh. Because a lot of people who, like, I would love to work at a sanctuary, like, with animals like that, but they forget that these are wild animals. Right. They're not pets. They're, they're, they get they're too, wild animals. They get that too have attached. To, no, they get too, no, you can't domesticate them. Wild animals like that can never be domesticated, ever. Oh, oh, okay. Like, big cats? Yeah. They can never be, you can get them as pets, and you can keep, you can keep them in a cage. Siegfried and Roy. But they will never become domesticated. They can't. Speaking of Siegfried and Roy, since we're talking about lions, did you hear about this? There's a controversy about everything. I swear to God, there is. Um, they say that, was it Siegfried is the one that got attacked mm-hmm. by the, the tiger? Yeah. yeah. They said that, you know, this is the, what the speculation is out on the internet. They say that he actually was killed and that they found a, a lookalike for him. And did reconstructive surgery to make him look like Siegfried, so they wouldn't kill the tiger. What? Oh my god! What? Do Do you think? I think it's way too like too much free time. Okay, why not just kill the tiger and get a new tiger? Because it's gonna cost like way more money and time to get somebody that looks like him and to learn all the routines. It's just well, he's like half brain dead now. Yeah, well, I guess it doesn't. It really didn't matter to Roy, because Roy never looked at his face anyway. It was always facing the pillow. Yeah, so, so. You know, it didn't matter. <laughs> but I want to go back to that lady with the cat real fast. So, yeah, we're, we can go back. So uh, she she probably stopped looking at him as wild animals and looked at them as pets because you get attached and I'm sure you love the animals, but when you let down your guard, right? Because they teach these people how to read these animals. Like their body language, and so if they're gonna attack you, know you get away from them. Right. She probably, you know, oh, he'll never attack me. He loves me. You know this or that. Because there's so many people that have 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 died because of that. People that have bought, you know, these wild animals to live at their house, and then you know put their guard down. Like that lady who died, she got attacked by the wolves, and they killed her. She had so many wolves. She kept breeding them. Uh huh. That um. They, and she had them all out like an open pin type thing. She had like 12 of them. She had a lot. 
and they're pack animals. Right. So they they're were they were always fi- well they were always fighting. They had got to the point where they were always fighting, so she was always out there breaking up fights. They told her like you need to get rid of some of these wolves. She said, No, 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 I love them. They're my babies. Her friends like her family like you need to get rid of some of them. You're gonna get hurt. Right. They killed her and ate her. Nice. Because she couldn't afford to feed them for one, and they were always fighting. So she was probably out to try to break up a fight. She got bit. They smelled the blood. They were hungry. They went crazy. They're like lunch. They don't look at you as oh I love her. They're like I'm gonna eat her because I'm an animal. I have instincts. Right. So some people don't realize that you cannot. Certain animals cannot be domesticated. That's I I, I would like to have a wolf, but I, I would well you think, get a wolf hybrid. And yeah. You know that they they They're, they can still they still could still be dangerous. But I've had yeah. a wolf hybrid and I loved her. She was a sweet dog. So that's why I want to get my pit bull, my pit bull wolf husky. Uh huh. You would never think that would be a sweet dog. That was the sweetest dog ever. Cubby, remember? Yeah. Never even growled at me or anything. But people are stupid. They let their guard down, and they and that's how they get killed like that. I don't know. It, it, to me, it's just like... Why name it Couscous? I don't know. <laughs> Let's name it after... What was Couscous? Like... Simba. Name it Simba. No, I mean like what Mufasa. is couscous? Couscous is like a, it's like an Arabian type, like not really rice. I like couscous is good. Oh, oh yeah, I know what couscous. It's is. not rice. It's like rice. It, it, yeah, it's like a Mediterranean. Yeah, Mediterranean dish. I had it when I was when I was at uh, Colorado. They made they had a couscous side, and I was like, I wonder what I tried it. It's actually pretty good. They also had risotto too. That's pretty good. But too. and another thing with those type of jobs like that, it's always dangerous. Right. There's always a chance of getting hurt or killed. But but do you think the people that do this think about that? Do you think the danger? I think some people do because there's like there's certain people that are trainers and they've worked with these things. They've worked there fifty years and they've gotten attacked, but they knew what to do. They knew, like they're not stupid. Like oh, it's a pet, you know, it's just playing with me. Right. They because I'll tell you right now, if I thought something was violent, I would have a dart gun with me at all times. You know. Well, yeah. Well, number one, I I wouldn't. The biggest... To me, another thing that, like, like you said, they try, they kill her or whatever. Mm-hmm. When that animal attacked her, they should have shot it immediately. They shouldn't have been trying to lure it away from her. Yeah, they should have shot. They, they should have immediately shot the, the animal, and she probably would have still be alive. Maybe need a lot of surgeries, but she'd probably still be alive. But from the sounds of it, this went on probably for thirty minutes. God, that's got to be a horrible death. Well, I uh, I watched this thing. Uh, I think it was I shouldn't be alive. Yeah. And this lady, she had a a black panther. As like a pet, uh huh, and she would go Those to her cage. She well, she had it for a long time, and she used to work at like a like a refuge thing for like big yeah. cats. So she had a lot of experience with them, but like I said, she got stupid, right? So she, I guess, she went in there to uh, you know, to see the animal, and she was going to walk out because he started acting like weird. So she'd go to walk out of the cage, and he attacked her. And he got her on the ground and bit open her the top of her head. Oh! But he didn't. He didn't kill her. He started. He started licking the cut, like the, where her head was open. Uh huh. He started licking it, and that actually saved her because he didn't. He wasn't like trying to kill her. Uh huh. And then she was all devastated because they had to kill the animal. It's not his fault. It. It's your fault. It is. You're selfish. Don't. I don't like people who keep wild animals as pets. I'm so against it. Like I should become like a fucking. Those people who protest because it's uh, or, yeah. it's cruel. Take those animals to places like giant reservations where they can run free. Because you can't ever put them back into cap into like back into the wild because they'll die because they're so dependent on humans. 
But okay, my rant's over. But it's, it really, really, it really, really irritates me. No, no, no. I, I thought it was interesting. Um, just because I wonder how the the application process works on that. You'd have to have years of experience. No, 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 you don't have to have years. It's to be an actual trainer or handler, you have to have a lot of experience. But you could get jobs just like interning at those places, starting as an intern. You, right. you help the pe- the handlers, and they train you how to deal with the animals. So I still her, wouldn't do that because thing. Hanson was uh, an intern. So I wonder what. See, I don't understand why an intern's going into a, a cage by herself with right. a wild animal. You know, I don't even like farm animals. Okay, I, I would never. But no. I think, as like I said, I think she got stupid. They said that that was her favorite. She was probably gonna try to play with it or whatever. You know, that's that is stupid. When there's an animal that can literally put its mouth over, over your, your head. head. You stay that's away from want, it. That's yeah. why I don't like that. You know, you, you're going to feed it? Fine. Throw it through the bar. Anything that can overpower me, I don't like it. Right. At all. I think Cody's the biggest thing that I'll get near, as far as animal-wise. I, I like know, horses. He's pretty big. Horses are right, but you have to know how to work with them, or else you'll you're really you get, hurt. get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Nah. You got to stay I, on the left side of the horse. I've seen yeah. too many videos. Yeah. You gotta stay a horse length away from the <laughs> ass, or else they'll fucking kick your teeth out. They kill you. A lot of people have died from that. Yeah, brain damage or well, sudden impact sudden to the skull. Death. Yeah, yeah it hits you in the right spot. You could die automatically. Hey, what's what's more of your news? I know you have more. Oh yes, yeah, so I, I have more. Um, our second topic of today comes from KTLA five. Which is here for us, right, you know, here in, in yeah. Southern California. And in honor of the Shark Week, I decided to, to see if there was any recent shark news. And this actually is really recent. Last month recent. And it is Shark Attack. K Acre off California coast. And it is Pacifica, California, Micah Flansburg was fishing off the coast of Pacifica State Beach on Tuesday afternoon when the bottom of his kayak suddenly jolted. I had paddled, or I had my paddle on my lap and my fishing pole. People kayak in the ocean? Yeah, I guess so. And a bottle of home brew, he told San Francisco television station KGO. The next thing I know, Every every single thing I had went flying in the air. It was a shark. One Flansburg guest was about 10 feet juvenile great white. This happened in San Francisco? Yes. This guy's a fucking retard. Anybody knows? Because nobody swims out there, no. ever. The beaches don't even have people on them. Right. Because the water in San Francisco, bay, the bay, is full of great white sharks infested. Everybody knows that. He was just asking for it. Yeah, basically. He was a floating <laughs> Twinkie in the ocean. Because it's a bay. <laughs> yeah. love to stay in the bay. Yeah. Where there's no streams there, or yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, he went on to say, the shark came and hit the bottom of my, of the boat. Now he's calling it a boat. Okay, now it's a boat, not a kayak anymore. Lifted the boat up and grabbed a hold of it. It just started shaking a, the whole boat. Okay, that's three boats in one sentence. Flanberg said, "He must be a foreigner, <laughs> like it, like German, like Micah Flamberg." Yeah, 
The shark came and hit the bottom of my boat, y'all. Are you, are you Canadian? <laughs> oh my god. No, that, that, that's my best German. That was Canadian, but it's okay. We forgive you. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Flansburg said, and I'm just hanging on the thing. That was kind of a, a cheesy little thing. But yeah, just stupid people doing stupid I, things. And that is why I have lost all faith in humanity. Well, that's not true. People do go out there because, like, if you go to the San Francisco Giants games, there's a wall that goes straight into the bay, and people sit out there in their in their kayaks because I just thought about this to catch the fly walls. It, this isn't a boat. I actually found that's a, a kayak. It's a kayak. People sit out there in the bay with their kayaks to get, get ball to get ball like from the baseball game, but people. Nobody really swims. Nobody goes swimming out there. No one even goes in that water unless you're on a big boat. Right. Because everybody knows it's full of sharks. And even at that, if you go to the beach areas, it's got this um this brush stuff that grows. Uh huh. They have beaches in north in, in northern California that you can go swimming at, but not in the Bay Area. People are just stupid. If you want to know about sharks, you watch Jaws. Right. Okay? Teaches you everything you ever need to know. To stay the fuck out of the water. And fly around in a helicopter with a shotgun. Just boom, boom. You'll get one eventually. Right. Because now for us humans, we, we've always considered ourselves on the, the top of the, the food okay. chain. Yeah. You know, but if you go on the mountains, you're going to get eaten by a bear. If you go on the water, you're going to get or, eaten. Or you'll by get your fucking ass knocked off the mountain by a fucking goat. <laughs> What? The personal experience or? No, like, okay. Oh, I, obviously I come from Nevada, so I'm used to like the mountain areas. Right, right. Okay, so when me and my friends would go, uh, you know, we'd go hiking up these mountains. Like you've seen, um, where my grandpa Mike lived, right? Yeah. You've seen those mountains. We hiked yeah. up there before, right? And if you're not careful, wild mountain goats will fucking come for your ass. Really? Yes. They have a lot. Um, that's right. why if you look on uh the license plate for Nevada, uh-huh. it, the old ones used to have <laughs> mountain goat on they're it. They're not goats, they're like rams. Yeah. My uh my grandpa, he lived in Nevada and I have a lot of photos that he took from out there. Uh-huh. Like he went up in the mountains hiking and stuff and there's like a butt ton of wild yeah. rams that yeah, live up there. Yeah, I remember the there. rams. I remember seeing the rams. Yeah. That was it's pretty funny though. You walk up the mountain, they're like, Poof, and you fall and you die. Yeah, that's what it, because the mountains are so steep. If you even stumble once, those rocks will slip. See, and I don't understand people like that. You know, being adventurous and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Just sit home and... Play it, video games. Yeah, or if, if you really want to go see the wild, you know, just... <laughs> Watch it on TV. Yeah, put in, you know, what is it? Fly or, the penguins no, no, no. or some if shit. If you like want to go on in, in an adventure, go get the Uncharted series for PlayStation. There you go, you'd be set. Yeah, you go all over the world. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about being killed. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you get killed, you can respawn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. lives. I don't know. I, I just don't. It's like that. What's that one? I was reading about it, uh, looking for news, and I really didn't think it was really newsworthy because I thought it was so sad. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm bringing it up. So um, I don't have no references. This is all off of memory. But um, what was it? Husband and wife went to try to climb to Mount Everest. And the wife got uh, snow blinded, and a blizzard was coming in, and, and she couldn't make it. Uh, I guess the husband went on without her, 
and decided to get her after all. After he went so far, he decided to double back. You know, at this point, uh, you would think. I don't know. But anyway, so he goes and, and the, the blizzard's getting really bad. So he hides in the cave and he dies of hypothermia. The wife dies. Just a sad story altogether. But the moral of the story is, is <coughs> they volunteered to do this themselves. It's crazy. Okay. If you want to see snow and mountains, put in happy feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, watch it on. Uh, I I just don't understand people like that. Why? Why or watch March of the Penguins? Yeah, so, some people get off on the rush of doing things that could kill them. Yeah, it's. I say it's a mental illness. People say otherwise. They have you could dr- die from that type of stuff. That's what they like to do. They're thrill that's, seekers. Yeah, it's They're like climbing up the side of a mountain. You know, bungee jumping. You know, they go, you know, f- jumping out of airplanes and all this stupid shit. Die. Oh, I can never do that. That's crazy. That's why I don't understand, like, people in the army that were airborne. Well, they had to. It wasn't like they really had a choice. Yeah, but, like, I, I just, it, I wouldn't. I, don't know, I could never skydive either. I hate, I hate the feeling of falling. Just that, yeah, no. So, but yeah, this one was kind of a, a cheesy one with the the shark, but. And it's funny that you like brought something up because I was thinking about something when uh, you're like, "Oh, I got some news," and I just remember. I don't know if I talked about it on here, but I know I talked about it with Rebecca. But what's that? I uh, I don't know how I found this out. I just found it randomly one day. Um, apparently, there's this couple in Thailand. Uh huh. Was it Thailand? I don't remember. I think it was either Thailand or Malaysia. Anyway, um, there's this couple. And they have their own blog, okay? And they do, like, their own little blog thing. And their blog's about sex, okay? Mind you, Thailand, Malaysia, whatever. But, you know. Anyway, that whole country is, like, 83% of the country Uh is Muslim. Right. Okay. So, they automatically look down upon that. Okay. Now, they go around, you know, they... They took a picture, whatnot, eating this pork stew type, uh, dish or whatever. And, uh, you know, this is, this is the, the week that they started Ramadan. Right, right. And they, they, they put something on there. It was like, enjoying fresh pork from so and so, blah, 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 blah. It's delicious or whatever, something like that. And they posted that, like, on the internet and it went viral and they got caught. So, on top of having a sex blog <clears throat> in a Muslim country, they also... Uh, was eating pork on Ramadan. Yeah. No, it was. It said something like, uh, happy Ramadan or something like that. Yeah, they're like, happy Ramadan, some shit like that. And, <coughs> like, so, they were making fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. But they were like, oh, no, we, it wasn't intended like that. It wasn't intended, blah, 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 you know. And they got arrested, and they're serving eight years in prison because of it. Holy shit. All yeah. their sites got crashed down. All of their accounts were deleted. They they can't have any access to the internet at all. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's one that's one time you say, Thank God I live in America. Yeah, really. <clears throat> um You know, it's funny because when we were growing up, you know, well, you were a kid, I was a teenager, we always said, Ah, Canadians, you know, they smell like cabbage, you know, that yeah. was kind of thing. But now in today's world, 
Canada has better health insurance than we do. I was going to say, the Canadians are actually seen as the Americans of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It's better to be a Canadian than it is American. And I know I'm going off way topic, you know, because I wanted to talk about animals, but that just, you know, talking about being American, what happened? I don't know. Our freedom was taken from us, basically. We have freedom, but I just think the government. Our rights, is a bunch I should of say. Our rights. Never thought the day would come. You know, uh, it's like each country moved up one. We moved down, like yeah. you. Yeah. It's like you know when you when I was a kid, you know, you thought Canadian. Neither you thought of a Wolverine or B Brett the Hitman Hart. That yeah. was pretty much yeah. it. That you know that was as far as it went. But now, you know, when the Canadian dollar is actually starting to almost equal the American, American dollar, dollar. And, and most of the, the people there own their own homes and they get free health insurance and, yeah. you know, things are expensive there, but, you know, economically, they're doing way better than us. Yeah. And I don't know. You can't even go to Canada anymore. You can't? Not unless you have a passport. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched this thing because... There's a documentary about it. I don't remember what it's called, but this lady, she's Canadian, and she bought a house, and I can't remember what state it is. It's like right out of the border. Okay. Of Canada. And she's like, yeah, I bought this house right here. She goes right, and there's like a street, and it says, stop right here. She goes, yeah, I used to go to that, that, uh, library all the time. It's like right outside. She can't even go over there or come back and forth anymore. That's crazy. She was born in Canada. All right. So I saved the best for last, kids. And just because this is a weekend, or not weekend show, but a midweek show, yeah. this is our, our special. Um, you know, we're we're not going to the the full hour like we usually do. Um, but this is the the best, and I think from the people that I keep getting email from, I think this might kind of. Just make them happy a little bit. Not, not quite the, you know, raid on the farm, uh, whorehouse story. You know, I guess that made a lot of people happy. But <laughs> this will, will actually, I think, make some people happy. It says, and this is from the Daily News. And this was actually posted on July 31st, so this was not too long ago. Yeah. Paralyzed man wakes up to find his dogs eating his testicles. What? 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 (laughs) Yes. A paralyzed man from Arkansas woke up to find his dog eating one of his testicles. The 39-year-old, who had no feeling from the waist down, slept in the nude, opened his eyes on Monday morning to see his fluffy pet, Pooch, between his legs. Oh my god. Just the way they worded that. <laughs> With blood on his muzzle and his front paws, he noticed the pup was chewing down on something chewy. Oh moments my later, god. moments later, and to his horror, he realized the dog was in fact chewing on his gonad. He called the paramedics to his Truman home and he was rushed to the hospital where he is now recovering. The K-I, or K-A-I-T-8 reports the dog was a stray that he had taken in three weeks earlier. Cops took the dog to a local vet who put, put it down. 
The dog's head was sent to Arkansas Department of Health to see and to see if the, the dog had rabies. So, I mean, other than just... How did you, like, sit through that while it was doing that? I don't... He was paralyzed. Yeah, oh. he, he couldn't feel it. Oh, no shit. But can you imagine waking up and be like, oh, my God. Like, that, even That's I'm crazy. a woman, and, like, the thought of that, it just makes me, like, cringe inside. Be like, hey, I didn't even fluffy. analyze all that information until just now. I'm like, really? Like, the, the thought of that just... It must have been know. a small dog. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You wake up. Hey, Fluffy, what are you chewing? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's like when we were watching True Blood last night and the dude ripped this guy's dick off. I was like, oh my god. My whole body shook. She knows. <laughs> I know. He's like, you know, a little kid, they see like a nasty scene in a movie. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, that shit don't even phase me anymore. Yeah, but you're not a man. You even cringe when he crushed that guy's skull. When? When he put his foot in his head and crushed his skull down, you're like... When? When he's like, when he's like, um, kill me, please. He's like, did you mess with Jessica? He's like, yeah. He goes, I'll be happy to kill you, dick face, or something like that. And then he smashed his head in. Oh, I don't know. I don't that. He's probably still cringing <laughs> from the whole balls thing. Probably. That, that upset my stomach a little bit when I seen that. <laughs> and then it he showed, said... And then it showed it. Oh my god, it was so bad. Like, he literally just, like, went and was like, no, he goes, like, no, he goes, I was like, what did he just do? Wait a second. He's like, did he rip out his heart? heart I was like, no, he ripped his dick off. He's like, what? I was like, oh. (laughs) That's wrong. That's so wrong. But yeah, this is, this really happened. I mean, that's so sad. Like, oh, that'd be so traumatizing. I still think that That man's never gonna want a dog ever again. That's almost as bad as when we were watching. <laughs> we got to the weird side of YouTube. We were talking about uh last episode. Remember the uh, what was it the the forty eight year old transvestite that cut off his own legs? Yeah, yeah. I I know. I've seen things like that. They have a uh, some type of mental. I told him it's, it's a it's a thing where they I can't remember what it's called, but they they have to cut like they have to. Dismember their body, like they first they'll start with fingers, right. toes, and they'll get to their legs, and eventually they have to be some of them have to be institutionalized so they don't kill themselves, right? Because they want to cut their head off and shit like that. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, but yeah, they have some type of disease or mental illness. Yeah, that was, they just they think they they have to. He said, "I just wanted my leg cut off." Like he's like, he's like, when I was fourteen, I decided that I didn't want him, so I just got a saw and cut him off. Yeah, he, he said he started with the left one first. He said no. He said he tried. He tried because you could look at it. It had like all these. It was all like disfigured. Uh-huh. He's like, I tried to break it off. I tried to use a guillotine on it. That just made a chunk in my leg. He goes, I tried everything. So one day I just got one of the, you know, like the ones that goes those saws, a buzz uh-huh. saw, and he just put it on his leg and cut his leg off. Fuck. Yeah. Steve's like, Steve Wilkos is like, and didn't hurt. He's like, no. He's like, you weren't scared, no. It was fine. He's like, were you drinking? He's like, no, no. He's like, what was it? He said he called his brother and he's, yeah, he's like, why'd you cut your leg off? He said, cause I wanted he's, to. His brother was freaking out like, oh my god, oh my god. He's like, now shut up and call a paramedic. Yeah, no, shut up and call a paramedic. And his brother was like, <laughs> screaming, going crazy. He's uh, just calm, blood gushing out of his leg. Yeah. That, that's, uh, I, I don't know if that, that's almost as bad as waking up to having your balls chewed off. That's what I'm saying. Like, how? Well, he still has one left. One leg they said or ball. one ball. 
It's one ball. ball. It's not like he. Well, I can't really say that. It's like it's not like he can reproduce, he but could. then he's paralyzed. They can just take people, the stuff. People who are paralyzed can still reproduce. Some of them actually can actually get bonars. Bonars. It's true. Some of them can't. They can't feel anything. Yeah. But <laughs> just for the purpose of reproduction. Have a baby, yeah. Right. So yeah, that was the best. I, I was looking for. Uh, That's scary ass shit. Seriously though, that man will never have a pet again. He'll be waking up. For life. Is my mother ball there? Is it still there? My God. So this this actually comes with a a double moral. Okay, first one is is feed your pets. Yeah, because you know if you don't feed them, obviously he wasn't feeding the dog. Yeah, you know because. Scruffy or fluffy or was whatever, hungry. poochie or whatever. He probably wasn't washing his balls. Right. <laughs> well, and two is close on when you sleep. Yeah, don't. No, no. <laughs> that, that's not. You know. There's, there's a reason why you know underwear is a multi-billion-dollar industry. Yeah. Because you are supposed to wear underwear. Yeah. You know. No, don't. Well, don't see, matter. I. If if he's paralyzed, how do you take his clothes off? He probably could. On a pair. Paralyzed people can do a lot of things. You well, know. yeah, I know. He might have just been paralyzed from the waist down. I he mean. was. You don't listen to anything. I don't. He wasn't a quadriplegic. He was. He was paraplegic. Yeah. Okay. Well, he he was paralyzed from the waist down. But still, it just. Uh, I'm sitting over here trying to hold coughs, and sorry. I know. You feel the scratch. This was supposed to be our our special midweek episode. All we've talked about is death, animals, and people losing body parts. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I think that's a good good note to leave off on. Mm Mm-hmm. So come back next week. Remember, next week we will be Fridays. Fridays, folks. Don't forget. Um. And then we'll we'll pick up from there and we'll we'll run a regular show. So for this week I am David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Oates. And if you're an animal lover who just doesn't understand our mentality of stay away from sharks or Lions. wild animals. <laughs> Wear underwear. Wash your balls. Take, it, it wasn't the fact that it was it was his animal. It was a stray. Right. Not even that. He needs to wash his balls. That's never what happened. So, for that, you got your dose of lions, sharks, and dogs. Oh, my. I'll see you next week. I have to admit, you know, one of the things that I enjoy most, I think, about seeing Red is, is being able to find weird-ass animal news. Um, just not so much for my own benefit, but I, I really get a kick out of, you know, reading off the wall weird, um, news and just see the, the response of Aaron and Rebecca before they even say a word. So I kind of get a little pre comment kick out of it. And, and it's just, this one was full of it. You should have seen their faces. They were just like, Ugh. and, uh, it was, it was comical. All right, let's jump right into number three. We, we had some good ones this time around. We had the all about the ghosts and then the animals. So let's see what's going to close out this week's Flashback Fridays. And we are picking 
let's see. I'm going to unfold it here, folks. Oh, wow. We're going way back. This is Win in Burbank number 15. Released. Let's see. I believe that was March 2nd. Let me just jump back here. Sorry, folks. No, April 2nd, 2013. And this was called, Would You Like to Make an Appointment? This week, Sadie and Dave talk about health care and how some health insurance don't want you to come in until you're ill, while others are trying to get you in as much as possible. Okay, I remember this one. I think you're going to get a chuckle. This is definitely, this was kind of uh, the prelude to what we think. I think this is one of the ideas that kind of directed us that way. Okay, well, enjoy. This is a, this is definitely one of our Jayzo Modcast classics now, because of course most people probably know this if you're listening, that Wynn and Burbank no longer is in, uh, circulation. Um, we sat down after 20, came up with the new concept of what we think, and that's what we've been running. But the pre-runner before what we think was Wynn and Burbank. So go ahead. Sit back, grab yourself something cold and something munchy, because you're in for a while. Enjoy Winnie Burbank. Would you like to make an appointment? Episode 15. Welcome to Winnie Burbank. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. How are you doing this week? I'm I'm very good, thank you. How are you? You know, I'm enjoying the weather, to be honest with you. I know, but you know what? You know that little weather thing on my computer? Mm-hmm. Guess what it's showing for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Snow. No, but rain. No. Oh. And it's going to drop, like, today was, what, close to 70? Yeah. Anyhow? Yeah. And it's supposed to go down to the 40s and 50s again, or 50s and 60s or some crap. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. we actually turned off the heater. I had the front door open. I had mm-hmm. the back door oh, open. Oh, me too. I had doors open and... Warm things going on. My daffodils are up. They're about mm, that high. Four, what is that? Five inches? Well, four to five. <laughs> four guys, ten inches high. Daffodil leaves. Okay. The yellow right. things haven't come up yet. It's about four to five inches. Yeah. And um, it's pretty. Oh, and my plum tree finally decided to bloom. Remember your wife was taking pictures of your blooming peaches or whatever? Yeah, we have a peach And I was like, what's blooming at your house? Because nothing's blooming here, but poisoned some uh, squirrels. Oh. For the, <laughs> for, the, for the listeners who are very anti-hurting uh, animals in the world, I'm sorry. But, you know, when Ernie plants a garden and the damn squirrels come and eat it all before it has a chance. I mean, last year he put pepper plants in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. The next morning, all the leaves have been munched off. I mean, uh, come on. I told him, I said, if you're going to feed the squirrels, just go buy heads of lettuce and throw them out in the yard. You know, why bother plant? <laughs> For reals. You know. So, um, and he was blaming it on my bunnies, because I have bunnies in my front yard. But by actual observation, those bunnies don't eat the garden. Those bunnies sit in my front yard and eat dead grass. I have seen them do it by the hour. Really? It's the strangest thing you ever saw. They just sit there and munch these little tufts of brown stuff by the hours. I never see them in the backyard eating anything. They're it's always in the front yard, and they eat the little dead 
green uh, dead grasses, weeds and stuff. I don't know why, but that's what I see them eating. So I maintain it's the squirrels. <laughs> so we've got this stuff. It's poison, and you're supposed to put it in cantaloupe yeah. rind. Nice, ooky, rotten cantaloupe rind. And put it out where they'll find it, because they're very attracted to the rotten cantaloupe rind. Mm. They eat the cantaloupe rind, and along with it, the poison, and then they go off somewhere and die an agonizing, <laughs> gutless wonder death. But then they're gone. Right. And it's either that or a trap, and I figure, I don't know. Well, actually, the poison's probably less humane, but... I don't have to watch it. I just want to get rid of the damn squirrels. If they would leave, I would leave them alone. It's not like I'm hunting the squirrels. Right. But they've... And, and don't tell me I came to their place because this was my <laughs> place first. I lived there first. I lived there since 1985, and I guarantee you there isn't a single squirrel that's there that was there in 1984. I promise you that. <laughs> Because that would be the oldest fucking squirrel in the world, and there are no old squirrels. Right. So anyhow. So no, no Peter Pickett. Well, yeah, please. You know, what? in fact, come on. I was gonna say let's. Yeah, let's go ahead and welcome the Peter Pickett. Well, certainly, I welcome anybody. I, I was gonna say maybe they'll put Jason Mon up on the you know on the website. Maybe Jason Mon hates squirrels. I can live with that. I, you know, the thing is, uh, I don't eat them. Although I could. Right. Okay. Uh, and, and like I said, if they would leave my garden alone, I would leave them alone. I'd even feed the little fuckers. But no, they want to come and chew up my garden. And I don't think that just letting them burrow under the, uh, what is that, shuffleboard court in the backyard is, uh, I don't think that them eating my garden is appropriate compensation for the privilege of burrowing under my shuffleboard. Right. So... Um, if they come up with something better, I'll let them stay. Otherwise, so you kill the little bastards. Kill the motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't like squirrels. <laughs> Don't like them because you know, Ernie works really, really hard on the garden every right. year. He t- rototills. He brings in bags of chicken shit and bags of other stuff, and he mushes it up in the garden. He works really hard. He loves to do it, but I mean, you know, he works hard at it. And he right. plants the plants and everything. And then the squirrel comes and goes, thanks a lot, folks. <laughs> Calls his friends in, and they all munch away, and then we don't have a garden. So I, anyhow, um, we're, we're in the process. Of, he, then, he, then he filled in their hole, right, with dirt, because that's the only way you know if they're around. Because, right. I mean, they could be visiting the neighbors for all we know. Um, and so he filled in the, the, the dirt in the hole. And so this morning he went out to check, and there had been no activity at the hole. <laughs> so either they weren't in there in the first place when he put the dirt in the hole, right? or they don't want to come out. And there's only one reason a squirrel wouldn't want to come out of his hole. Because they're feet up. Because <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't know he can anymore. <laughs> so anyhow... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, spring is trying to spring at our house, and I'm I'm all too ready for it as far as that goes. I've I've really kind of had enough winter. I yeah, I, I agree. I, it messes with my fibro really, really bad. Anyhow, so you know, I I can only just take so many months of being in agonizing aches and pains, and then I gotta get a little relief. Well, so. that and where we live in this part of Southern California. 
you, the winters suck and the summers are horrible. I was going to say the summers suck too. <laughs> you know, so the only nice, you know, nice spring is spring and fall. Yeah, totally. And, and actually here in the high desert, the best time of the year, I think, is fall. I, I have to agree. Well, I don't know, though. I'm real fond of spring because of the lilacs. Right. I have a thing for lilac bushes. And I have lilac bushes at my house. And so every every spring that I get to smell the lilacs once more, I say a little prayer. Thank you, God, for letting me live long enough to smell the lilacs once more. I, when I was a kid, we lived in Spokane. They have a, or used to have, I suppose they still do, a lilac festival every year. I mean, I think they have it in May. Um, but then it's, you know, further north, higher altitude and whatnot. Right. And so they bloom later, right? Anyhow, um, I grew up liking lilacs, and I love the fragrance. And so I, I enjoy that about spring. And I like daffodils for the same reason. I like the newness of the, you know, leaves popping out and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Fall is cool for a whole lot of other reasons and just as nice, but as far as the weather and comfort is concerned, I'm with you. Spring and fall are it. Yeah. You know, because then we top out at like 70, 82, (laughs) you know, drop down to 65 at night. That's easy. Because when I say the high desert, the key word in that, folks, is desert. Yeah, not high. Because here, see, in Albuquerque, they have high desert there too. Uh-huh. They're talking twenty five hundred feet higher. Okay, when I when I used to talk to friends of ours in Albuquerque about being in the high desert here, they said, well, "What's the altitude?" And I said, "Well, we're about thirty two in our house." You know, they were oh really? <laughs> <laughs> um, but for here, it's high desert. Right. It's not exactly high desert, but like you say, the key word is desert, and it is desert. And and for the ones that haven't quite figured it out. The higher elevation, the cooler the temperature. <laughs> yeah. Just, just throw that yeah. out there. As a rule. Uh, as uh, a rule. And oddly enough, in the summertime, apparently the hotter. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true because it's hotter in Palm Springs and they're lower in altitude. It's way, way hotter than we are. And plus and it's humid. <laughs> plus, I was going to say, we, you know, we can get up to 100 and teens, you know. 100 yeah. And, and they're like in 120s. Thir- yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Worse. I mean, I and humid. I wouldn't want to leave my house. No, no, you wouldn't, and I don't suppose they do much. You know, I don't know actually. I, I pity people who live there without enough money to afford air conditioning. <laughs> you know, in their houses and their cars and whatnot. Because, and I mean, let's face it, we all of us not long ago lived that way. You know, the advent of air conditioning is really. Fairly recent. It's certainly within my lifetime. <clears throat> I can remember when we didn't have air conditioning. We had heaters, sort of. I remember when central heat, what they called central heat, became a, an item. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before that, we had, well, we had cold heaters, uh, sawdust up in Spokane, and uh, not Spokane, in Washington State. Where I grew up, we had sawdust heaters, you know, very big furnaces, and you shoveled sawdust in them and burned sawdust, and that's how you got your heat. Produced your heat, uh-huh. Yeah, and then little outlets through the house, you know, and then they came up with central heat, which was electronic and 
centrally located in the house, hence the name. And, uh, you know, life was good. And then air conditioning came along and life was sublime after that. Although I don't turn my air on very much in the summer. I try no. to keep it. Well, because, you know, the electric company just grins all over the place yeah. when it gets hot. They're just like, yeah, money. <laughs> Speaking of money, and I, I was... You know, we always usually talk about something in the news, mm-hmm. and there's two things in the news. And since you brought up money, uh, in California, we're getting ready to have our election period, and they're again we got to go through all that again. Yeah, we just had an election, I'm, and um, I hate they're trying to pass Proposition A. What's that one? Proposition A is going to raise the state sales tax again. Again. What are we now? Seven and five eighths or something? No, we're we're at we're at eight, eight. now. That's we are right. at eight. Yeah. We're going to go to eight. Yeah. <clears throat> now we're going to go at eight and a quarter probably. And I I don't know, you know, as far as other states, but I honestly think if we have not surpassed them, we're pretty damn close. Plus, and that's did you New see York. three and a half cents more gallon for, for gas. gas tax? Yes. Is going to go in, and I'm pretty sure that's just state. I don't think anybody else in the country is doing that but us. Well, yeah, as soon as you hit Vegas, it drops a dollar. Oh, I know. I know. That's why we get, you know, we're going to Vegas. Yeah. Had to spend an arm and a leg to get there, but, man, it's going to be free coming home. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the gas is so cheap there by comparison to us. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> well, anyhow, so they're going to pass Prop A and raise they're gonna, sales. Yeah, they're going to try to pass Prop A. Well, in a way, I guess of all the taxes they could raise, I prefer sales tax over some of the others because at least if I don't want to pay the tax, all I have to do is just not buy something. Right. Well, my question is, is at what point is the government going to step in? Because as soon as you raise the sales tax, it's just, it, it happens every time, you know, especially if you raise a significant amount, the, the purchases are going to drop. Yeah, and, only for a while. It, it, you know, people will only not buy for a while, and then they'll forget, and then they'll go back to doing it again. You know, <clears throat> I mean, you gotta have stuff, right? Okay, just, just, and I don't even want to say this out loud for fear that somebody will hear it and go, "Ooh, that's a good idea," but just be glad they're not charging tax on food yet. Yeah. Okay. I think if they ever do that, we're all gonna be in. Much better shape because we'll go on <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's very true. And what was the other thing? Um, WBC, and I'm not talking white blood count. Uh, oh, okay. WBC, the Westboro Baptist Church. Have you heard of them? I probably have, but they're the the jerk offs that picket um, funerals and stuff. For what? For somebody having the audacity to die? What? It's their main thing is is against homosexuals. What the fuck does that have to do with funerals? But that's okay. For example, this is where they came out. This this is how they kind of made their name. Was that a Freudian slip? Yeah, they came out. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying hard to stay serious here. In. In the early part of 2000, when we were in, um, you know, the Afghan, Pakistan, 
Iraqi war, you know, we were having a lot of soldiers being killed and Mm -hmm. being sent home. Mm -hmm. How they made their name and became famous is that there was one particular um, soldier, he gave his life. He literally sacrificed his life so his platoon would live. Mm -hmm. But it came out that he was gay. And they showed up at his funeral holding signs like, you know, God hates fags and, and, um, you know... Fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's how they made. I, in fact, President. Who would o- give them? Who would give them an inch of type on an in a newspaper? Oh, they were on the news, and they're constantly in the media. Uh, um, okay. In, so in anyway. fact, President Obama um, has just changed them because they're no longer considered a religious organization. Good. I hope you put them in a taxable status. Yeah, they Good. they are now actually considered a hate group. Yeah. If not they worse. are labeled if a not hate worse. Group. Anyway, uh terrorists too if you ask the me. Phelps family is is Michael the, Phelps? Hmm? The swimming person? No, 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 no. Oh, another oh, Phelps. Not yeah. that one, folks. Okay. Uh, Fred Phelps. Oh, Fred Phelps. You got to watch those Phelps. <laughs> he's actually. Fred Phelps. He's the the leader. You're the tell the me main. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. He's he's the. He's the honcho. Yeah, he's the main <laughs> pastor. The jefe, as they say in this part of the country. And um, pretty much what his church consists of now. Is essentially his family. Um, he's yeah. he's roughly around your age, so he's got his 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 kids, their kids, kids, and their kids' kids' kids. <laughs> um, you know, and they all take part of this. Well, the the granddaughter Megan Phelps, she was actually they were looking at her. Too, because Fred Phelps is, is getting older and he's actually becoming ill, they were actually looking at her, the granddaughter, to take over as the the main pastor in the church. Mm. Well, this week, um, she quit the church. Oh, good for her. And that was a religious a, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she she I'm came. Sorry, I you know I support anyone's right to their <laughs> religious expression. But this is insane. This isn't religion. I'm sorry. I don't care. You know, you, you can you can call painting on the walls with finger paint religion. Right. That doesn't make it so. Right. It doesn't make it real. So, that was kind of a, a big. Oh, I'm glad she quit. Ding. I'm glad she quit. I, I hope they all do poorly, and bite their tongues at dinner. Um, I know you're not big on listening. Because I know you, you know you, you talked about having problems hearing, but uh, <laughs> that's not my problem tonight. I'm just in a quirky mood. Tonight. No, 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 no. But I mean, um, Reaper Rick mm-hmm. actually did a whole um, podcast about uh, the WBC. See if I'd listened, I'd have known all that, wouldn't I? Have and I'd have been informed. Oh well. So and that's but pretty... it just made me mad. Oh, he was pissed. Groups like that irritate the crap out of me. I can't tell you. It actually, he said it took him like 48 hours to calm to calm down and come back and finish the other half of his podcast. I don't doubt it a bit. I don't doubt it a bit because it's just, uh, well, God bless President Obama for putting him in their place. I think that was the smart, intelligent, right thing to do. And... Um, mm. 
Well, see, and I don't talk about my my uh, my political stances, and, and I just I just don't go there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But um, there was actually a petition signed or a petition put out to to label these guys as a hate group, take away their nonprofit yeah. organization status. Yeah. Well, that's appropriate. And I actually signed I both. I'd have signed it in a heartbeat. Though I did consider signing the Death Star petition, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Going going back a few episodes on that yeah. one. <laughs> but I didn't sign that one. But I did sign, you know, the one about the Westboro. Okay. So okay. that that was pretty much it with the news and everything else. You know that we didn't talk about. Remember, I cut it out for last time. We didn't talk about last time. The decision made by USPS to end Saturday, Saturday delivery. Mail. Yes, service. that's right. We did forget that. And uh, I asked my delivery man a couple of days ago what it looked like in terms of how soon was that going to be happening, and he didn't know. But he said, "I said uh, it, it's going to be hard for you guys because you're going to be losing like a day of work or." Either that or, you know, you're going to have to be doing a day's worth of something else. Right. You know, that they probably aren't wanting to do. You know, most of those guys, I think, like their jobs. Yeah. What's to hate? Drive around, stick mail in a box, drive around, stick mail in a box. But um, he said, yeah, he, he was very concerned because apparently some 290,000 families. 290,000. Families are going to be adversely affected by the decision. Wow. So, um, you know, the thing is, like, two years ago, I said something to our mail carrier that we had then. We we have different ones all the time because we're on what they call a training route. Mm -hmm. Just about the time they know what they're doing, they put them off someplace else and we get the newbies again. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, we had one last uh, Saturday. I think the mail got there at 7 p.m. Well, right before so, you came over, yeah, um, and you always come over at, at 7, 7 o'clock, o'clock. right? Um, so it was right before we started dinner, so it was about 6 30 ish, maybe. Yeah, I ran out and checked, my mail says it ran, hadn't got there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, anyhow, the uh, I had told our mailman a couple of years ago, I said, How come? Every Friday, you guys give me a piece of mail. I get a letter, or I get a bill, or I get a a handbill. You know, um, what do they call handbills these days? They don't call them handbills. Um, You know, like the stater ad and stuff like that. The advertisements. Yeah, the (coughs) advertising pages. Um, I get those, uh, one of those or something, or a mag or something like that in the mail. That's it. Right. And I said, I said, what are they trying to do? Trying to convince me that they don't, that we don't need mail delivered on uh, one day a week? And he said, yeah. I said, I think that's exactly what they're up to. Because he said, he said, there's, it's always a light day, always a light day, and it's not the the delivery guys doing it. It's you know because they they put in their car what's, truck rather yeah, what's been loaded what's what's been designated as their delivery load for the day. So somebody somewhere is withholding mail. To make Friday, I don't know why they picked Friday to make it a light day when it's actually Saturday that they're going to drop. Right. But um, I noticed it two years ago. 
and it was consistent. Uh, you know, Ernie come home. Was there any mail today? I go, yeah, the usual Friday stuff. It's you know that one thing there. <laughs> you know, maybe sometimes we get two things, but most of the time just one. Whatever, whatever, whether you know whether I was just being paranoid or not, and I don't think I was. Uh, in fact, now they are going to drop. We don't know yet when or how soon. Uh, but it's probably going to be before the end of the year. Mm. They're going to drop Saturday service, and I think it's nationwide. I, you know, it's not just California. Right. You know, and it's it's sad because, uh, like you said, two hundred ninety thousand families um, are either going to have way significantly uh, cut hours. Or, in fact, lose their jobs entirely, and they'll redistribute the workload among the remaining employees. You know, which when you go to work for the rights. government, you don't think you're going to get. You know, it, it used to be used to be a government job was the most secure thing you could get. You know, not you so get, much you get, anymore. You get work for the government, you get a good steady income, great benefits, and you got that job till you don't want it anymore. Or you retire. Or that. Uh, or you kill somebody and they, <laughs> and they catch you, but I'm not. That's not so, and hasn't been for a long, long time. So, uh, and 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 maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't know. When was the last time you went to a government agency and had to deal with the bureaucratic responses face to face that sometimes one gets in those agencies? Believe it or not, it was difficult. it was only a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. I had to go to the Social Security office. And were, was everybody in, in within your eye shot and earshot actually working and doing a job? Of course they of were. Of course they were. Yeah. No, I know. I had so, an appointment and still waited two hours to be seen. Oh, I don't have that. I love that. I, I, I love yeah. I love having an appointment and then still having to wait. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, here's, here's an interesting thing, though. I had, um, in September, had to get my license renewed. Uh-huh. So here in this area, you have a choice. You Well, two or three choices. You can go to the DMV in Victorville uh-huh. and knit an Afghan during the time you're waiting. <laughs> or you can go to Barstow an hour's drive away and get in and out pretty much half an hour's time. Or you can make an appointment for Victorville. So I made an appointment. And I walked in past 60 people standing in line. <clears throat> walked right up to the waiting spot for people with appointments. Right. And it's funny because they're like together, right? Beside me was the non-appointment opening uh and my line appointment opening. And the lady looked up at me and said, you have an appointment? I said, yes, and started to walk towards her. And the guy beside me is going, what, you mean you got to have an appointment just to get in line? Or something like that, you know, brilliant reaction to the whole thing. (laughs) And she said, yes, sir, this line is for people with appointments. You can make them online and blah, 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 blah. And I said, it's really easy. I said, you know, went on up and got through the whole thing in in gym quack time. It was great. Really? So, yeah. I'm sure that the people who didn't have appointments were all very disgruntled by those of us who did that went in front of them because they'd been standing there for a long, long time. Um, But it's, you know, make it easy on yourself. Call up. You can even make the appointments online. 
which is easy to do, and they call you back and confirm your appointment, or they'll email you and confirm your appointment, and everything, and it works very smoothly. First time I've seen a government operation actually work. Really? I have to say, I was I was shocked because the DMV in this state is notorious for its inability to function properly. <laughs> you know, when years ago when we lived in Albuquerque, we moved to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. We had out of state driver's licenses, had just moved there, had an address in Albuquerque, and that was all. Right. Went into the DMV in Albuquerque, and 15, I kid you not, 15 minutes later, walked out with plasticized New Mexico driver's licenses. Really? That, that 15 minutes, and wasn't like it, we were the only people there. There were people coming and going all over the place. Very busy. Huge office. Huge office. Makes Victorville look like a playground. I mean, uh, it's a very big office. But it's okay. well organized. Yeah. 15 minutes and I had the thing in my hand. Okay? Ernie went down and applied for his license. He went to Bar- uh, to Barso because we didn't know about the appointment thing. Or he didn't want to mess with it. I don't remember now which. Anyhow, he went to get his driver's license. We went to Barstow. Four months later, he still hadn't gotten it in the mail. Really? And I said, for God's sake, call him. You know, Ernie's one of those, oh, yeah, huh, when they get around to right. it, okay. I said, honey, it's been four fucking months for crying out loud. You know, you're going to get a ticket now for driving without a license. Right. So, okay. I said, I'll call him if you want. No, I'll call Because he hates to talk to people he doesn't know on the telephone. He's so shy. Anyway, so he finds out. <clears throat> that there's been a glitch, and his eye exam apparently didn't follow the rest of the application once it was placed, and so they're, they're sitting there waiting for him to have another eye exam. The fact that they didn't tell anybody that seemed to elude them. You know, they didn't say anything to us about him needing another eye exam. They didn't say, have anything? you wondered why you're not getting your license yet? Well, here's why. Nothing. Negative. Nothing. 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 Not a word. Until he called and said, what the fuck is up with my driver's license? That makes me... So then, we go back to Barstow. Again. Right. And he takes the driver's thing again, the eye test again. He didn't have to take a test, test, but he had to take his eye test. And then it was still... I think it was three or four weeks. Still even after that. Yeah, before he got his license. When it came, he did have it. But, you know, so we were like, he was like six months. Without a license. Waiting to get his license. Fifteen minutes in Albuquerque. Now, tell me that hasn't got something to do with the organizational skills <laughs> of, of this government operations in the state of California. <laughs> Tell me it's some other reason. I don't believe it. It's. But you can try. No. It, everything is fucked up in it's California. It's so messed up. My kid has uh, I. Uh, what the fuck is it called? What is it? Low in. Uh, oh, L I H P. Low Income Health Protection. Okay. Okay? 
because he hasn't got a pot to piss in. <clears throat> so he he goes to apply. I don't even want to go into all of the hoops they made him jump through. His former girlfriend, with whom he is friends, right, uh, helped him with the process because she's. She's real good at that. She worked for a while for a government agency, so she knows how to navigate through the maze. The red tape. Yeah, all that crap. So she helped him get the forms filled out, <clears throat> get his application made. He got his coverage. Everything is wonderful. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he goes in for a checkup. And I gave him a list. I said, tell me you want this and this and this and this and this and this and this checked. Okay, and then when they're done with that, you want that, 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 and that. And so he goes in, <laughs> he calls me up, and I go, so, how'd it go? And he goes, well, he said, you know all those tests that you told me I should get? And I go, yeah, you know, they're all to make sure you don't have this or this or this problem, you know. Right. Get your prostrate, prostate. Prostate. They always get those two words. PSA. Tested. Yeah. Uh, get that tested, <clears throat> get, you know, this and this and this tested. Make sure you're, you know, because he's a big boy now. You know, we have to make sure everything works. And uh, he says, well, he says, the funny thing is, they don't do any of that. He said, apparently, they don't really want to know if you have a problem, because then they have to deal with it. So he said, if you go in there and you say, my nuts hurt, you know, then they're going to say, well, maybe we'd better check your PSA. Yeah. You know, but if you just go in and say, I'm almost 48 years old, do you think I should have my PSA checked? They go, well, is it hurting? <laughs> Do you have a problem? You know, and you go, well, no. And you go, well, then. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's worse than an ostrich. It's like, you know, just, if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't exist. Right. Like, that works only so far as we all know. <laughs> you know, the like breast CA, for example. Yeah. You know, how, how you could be stage four and a half before you start hurting from breast CA. Um, and a lot of other really deadly issues, you know, <clears throat> but he said, I said, well, okay, so just tell them your nuts hurt <laughs> and have them check it. He says, yeah, I was thinking about doing that, you know, but he's doing a bunch of, but, but, but this is a bureaucratic response to their, their, their job. Right. You know, it's like, who was it that said, now, don't ask them if they need this or this or this done. Let them tell you what hurts and then deal with that. Who's, who, where did that come from? A, a CEO executive. Maybe, know, maybe again. not. Maybe it came from the government. <laughs> maybe they said, look, you know, if you, if you start setting up a bunch of tests, we're going to have to pay for them. We don't have the money for it. So don't go there for God's sake. Wait till you have a problem and then deal with that. I can just hear them. Can't you at a big meeting? Of some yeah. Sort? Oh yeah, and we all know how how smart it is to wait until something's wrong. Of course, yeah. Wait till it hurts, and then and then have it taken out. Uh huh. And what was this called? What was the? This is called low income health protection or health plan. Okay. Something like that, and it's uh, part of the now government we, at work. We have Jaden. His he is his health plan is. Um, IEHP, yeah, yeah, which is Inner, Inland, Inland, Empire. Inland Empire Health Program, right? Yeah, and we're on the kind that you know we we pay the 
Yeah. Um, see, Bob doesn't pay nothing. Uh, well, he may he may have minimal copay, but it's minimal. You know, some hair dollar there. You know. And see, with the I, the IHP, I like. Yeah. I I've had no problems with his doctor. You know, accepting it, and he has a very good. Uh, pediatrician. Well, they're probably looking to protect his health. You right. Know? Now, on the other hand, we, we, Ernie and I, we have Kaiser, okay? And they're just at you all the time. Are you sure you haven't had your whatnot <laughs> checked lately? Because we think you should have your whatnot checked on account of we got to get 10 bucks from you when you come in and have your whatnot checked. And we'd just love to have you come, you know? And they're just at you all the time. All the time. They, he got letters. He got well. First, he got a phone call, uh, and <clears throat> he's due for his uh, A1C test. And which that is a blood sugar test. That's for, because he's diagnosed diabetic. Right. And I said, "Are you sure? This doesn't seem like it's been that long." Well, then he gets a letter, and our records indicate that you haven't had your A1C checked, and then you have to have your feet checked too because you're diabetic, you know. Well, that's crap, because not every diabetic has foot issues. Right. And he doesn't. And then it said on the next page, Oh, and by the way, are you due for your annual physical checkup with your OPO, or whatever they call them, your primary? PCP. That. OPO, PCP. I thought PCP was a drug. It is. It is, yeah. But it's primary care physician. <laughs> I wonder if there's a reason why those both are the same initials. <laughs> well, anyway... The same result. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, so anyhow, I called him up and I said, "Come on, what is this shit?" I looked back on his, you know, because Kaiser's got this cool thing. Mm-hmm. You can go online. You have your own medical record online. It's just amazing. I mean, really, it's cool because you can go on and you can check your drugs. You can reorder online. You check all your all the medications that you take. It tells you if they're available or not. Script numbers. Order them. Ching ching ching. Charge it. Send it. It's great. Uh, and past visits. Uh-huh. Past um, tests. Most of them are there for you to look at. Okay, which is cool. Um, and so I went and I looked. He had his last A1C done in April last year. Mm-hmm. And his last uh, visit with the primary was uh, May. This is still, well, it was. We're in April now. It was. No, we're not. No, we're we're not. We're We're in in March. Oh, well, we're in April, but this was in March. Right. And it was actually February when I was talking to the babe. And I said, now, I said, there's only two reasons I can think of for this letter coming out. And you don't want to hear what I think the first reason is. But I think the second reason, in all fairness, might be that it's real hard to get an appointment. And so you're you're telling me this now so that I can call and book an appointment in the time frame that you know is really going to be available. Is that it? Uh, well, um, uh, you know, and I, she says, well, I think I can get him in and... Um, um, the end of March. I said, no, I think you can get him in the middle of April. He doesn't need to see you. He's fine. Right. He doesn't need to have his A1C checked. He's on minimal medication. His diabetes is more of a pre-diabetic condition than an actual diabetic condition, and it's well-controlled. 
So there isn't any need to have, well, I just don't know. And I said, well, she says, would you like me to send out some paperwork about these different disease processes? I said, honey, I'm a retired respiratory therapist. I know more about diabetes than you do. You don't need to send me anything. <laughs> just book the freaking appointment for April. And he'll go two weeks ahead of time, and he'll get his A1C tested. Oh, and he's not going to do the 72-hour alcohol fast along with it. For some reason, they've decided now that 72 hours before your blood test, you should lay off alcohol. Why? Yeah. Well, I told Ernie, I said, you know, that might be. It is possible because we know that alcohol puts hidden sugars in the bloodstream. Right. It might be that it... um, I won't say adversely affects, but let's say it pushes the A1C into an area you'd rather not go. Right, right. So if you lay off the alcohol, you know, but then on the other hand, if your body can't deal with alcohol any better than that, then you should know about it, right? Right, absolutely. So I don't know. But anyhow, they've decided you should lay off alcohol. So I told them, I said, well, do that because then your A1C will look even better. And then they'll really be off your case for a while because it drives us crazy. They're, I mean, every time he pl- he tests his, his blood sugar, which is nowhere near as often as they want it tested, but it's certainly often enough, you know, again, he's asymptomatic. That doesn't mean anything because you can be asymptomatic with diabetes too. Right. I understand that. Um. But every time he tests, it's fine. So anyway, long story short, she said, well, because the letter ended with, you know, he must get these tests done before, you know, 30 days, within 30 days of receipt of this letter. And I said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I already called and made an appointment for him. I actually had done that. Made the appointment for him. Uh, for, I don't know, end of April. And I told the woman when I made the appointment for end of April, I said, he will come in a week and a half before on a Saturday. He'll come in and he'll get his bloods done and then they'll have plenty of time to get the doctor before the appointment, right? She says, yeah, that should be, that should be fine. I said, okay, he'll be in there and get it done. Then we get this letter. Okay. You know, from Numb Nuts with that. She's so cute. Her name is Brandy. Brandy. Hi, this is Brandy. You know. Hi, Brandy. Can I help you? I'm sorry. If there are any people out there with the name Brandy, I'm really sorry. Okay. But this Brandy had some, I think. Anyway. <laughs> had some, Brandy. And after her name, mm-hmm. it says MHA. MHA. Mm-hmm. Medical health care assistant. Mm-hmm. And she's going to tell me about fucking diabetes. Give me a break. A medical health assistant is a secretary in a medical office. Right. That's all she is. Well, that's one step. If she happens to know anything medically, it's only because she went to school and she may be knowing some things. Well, I was just saying. It's not like she knew anything about it. An MHA is under an MA. Oh, yeah. You know, a medical assistant. An MHA isn't anything like an MA. So it's literally just the book. She's a secretary. Right. A secretary is going to tell me about diabetes. <laughs> no. She's she reading off her screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but anyway, see, Ernie, he would have just gone, oh, okay, I'll do it, you know, because he doesn't know. Right. You know, I love the man, but he doesn't know, you know. So, Kaiser's good, but they carry it 
the, the pendulum has swung way over, okay? They want you to test everything every... Because, you know, you walk in, uh-huh. be $10, please. Oh, did you need your blood drop? That's $15, please, in addition to the $10. And did you need an x-ray? That's $25, please. Everything you do when you go in carries a little copay. You don't pay anything for the... You know, well, we do through Medicare. We pay Medicare Part B. Right. Pays my Medicare Part B. My... My Social Security pays for my Medicare Part B, which is Kaiser, okay? Ernie pays out of pocket because he's not getting Social Security yet. Right. He will be in April, but right now he's not. So we're having to pay because he qualified for Medicare last year, but he doesn't get Social Security until this year. So we're having to pay for his Medicare. It's $1,200 a year. Still cheap insurance Yeah. for people our age as far as that goes. So that's not so expensive, and mine isn't much more than that. But it's little co-pays they dig you with, you know. And they just, they love for you to come in and have something checked. You know how you, you want to have your tits smashed? $25. Thank you. Anything they can think of, you know, to get you in there. To make that little you bit sure of... You sure you don't need more medication? <laughs> don't you need some more pills? We got them. <laughs> and it's cheap. They're only ten dollars, <laughs> you know. It's insane. It's insane. So you know how here's poor Bob just wanting to have his his PSA done to make sure he doesn't have anything happening to him, and they don't they don't want to go there. And I got on the other hand, we got Kaiser going, yeah, man, we'll check that for you. <laughs> Hell yeah, come on down. We got a special. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. It's okay, but. But <laughs> now every episode, uh-huh. when we're 15, 20 minutes towards the end, are we, we there already? We are there. Holy moly! We and didn't talk about what we were going to talk about. It's it's quite all right. Uh-oh. That just gives us something to talk about next Thanks episode. Okay. Uh, so every every episode now we are going to do what we're calling the Burbank backstories. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And for this episode, what do you got for us? <laughs> what have I got? Let me see. I was thinking about morning glories the other day. Morning glories have always been my favorite flower. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> over the years that's gotten modified. Additions and deletions have been made, but morning glories have stayed pretty much in the fore. You know what morning glory is? I've seen them. Okay. Well, the reason morning glories are my favorite flower is because when I was, when we were living in Burbank, at uh-huh. Grandma's house on Peyton Avenue, Mom used to walk me to kindergarten, and we went through an alley at one point. I don't know where. Doesn't matter where. And somebody had, yeah, well, I was little, okay, so it seemed like tons and tons and tons of these morning glories growing. Right. And... Mom used to talk about them, and we'd smell them and pick one and stick in my hair and shit like that. And so morning glories became my, pardon me, my favorite flower. I cannot see a morning glory, but what I think of that. I can't see a picture of one. can't see one on a teacup. can't see one anywhere without remembering morning glories and my mom walking me to kindergarten. Well, then I got to the point where I didn't want to go to kindergarten. Oh, <laughs> And, you know, parents, you being a parent, you would understand. Parents always worry when their children who like school all of a sudden... 
Don't like school. Don't like school. There's an ugly reason behind it, usually. Uh, in this case, <laughs> Mom said, why don't you want to go to school? And I said, I don't remember the little girl's name, but there was this little girl at nap time, okay, who, <clears throat> I don't know if they do it now or not. Do they have nap time now in kindergarten? I think they do. Where they lay down in their little blankies and and the, the teacher lulls them to yeah. sleep with some bullshit story or something. And... Um, <laughs> Every time I would roll over or look at this little girl, she'd be picking her nose and putting it in her mouth. Uh. <laughs> I still can see that child doing that. And and it got to be like she she knew it upset me, I guess, because I must have looked upset. I don't know. But she, she thought it was funny and that I'd get upset by it. So every <laughs> she started doing it whenever I saw her, not just at nap time. Whenever I saw this kid... She'd see me looking at her, and she'd pick her nose and put it in her mouth just to watch me freak, you know, I guess. That's why she's, I don't know, she was not well. (laughs) (laughs) You might have thought I was sick, too, and I may have been, I don't know. Anyway, I told Mommy, Mommy, the little girl picks her nose and puts it in her mouth, and I don't want to go anymore, you know. So, I don't know what Mother did, but the little girl never did it anymore. (laughs) I don't know where Mother threatened her or what. You know, I have no idea. Maybe she just talked to the teacher and said, you know, could you get a little control here in your group of however many kids there were. So, but walking to school um, with Mom was was a big, big fun time for me. Life was simple then, and the pleasures few and far between, but memorable all the same. Uh, Let's see, I... Uh, ring. I did that last time. I did that. Uh, I did that. I did that. Golly, I'm trying to think if I have any other memories of, of growing up in that house, well, or anywhere in that area of Burbank. You know, you'd think... A person that lived there for five years could remember more. Uh, we well, we've we've got five minutes left. We got five minutes, and I don't have any more stories about Burbank. What are we going to talk about? Uh, let me think. What the hell? I don't. I there. You know, how many stories do you have about yourself when you were five years old? Think about it. Plus, I'm 72 now. Come on, <laughs> it's a lot longer than I've had to remember these things than. Then all that, uh, and I and I, uh, I have my memories of, of that time are more like movies. You know, I can close my eyes and go there, and see the neighborhood and and the the house and the inside of the house, and you know, it's, I, I can I can even do it without closing my eyes. I can I can just like almost feel like I'm there, right? In which you probably can too if you got memories of some place that are very vivid, you know, and they, and those don't go, they, you know, they stay, they stay with you. And that's, that's cool to me. That's, that's a cool thing. I, I like that. I, I got a question for you. Okay. Um, how old were you during the Cuban Missile Crisis? Oh, <clears throat> interesting. You should ask that. Yeah, I was, uh, in my early twenties, um, we were living in, um, Carlsbad 
at the time. And we had such a um, naive awareness of things in those days. Um, you've seen on television, you have seen the pictures uh, where they had kids crawl under their desks and hide their heads to protect themselves from atomic explosions. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was a very real thing. They, we believed in those days that that would protect us. We, we had no fucking idea what we were doing, what we were up against, what we would be up against if we were, in fact, assaulted with atomic weapons. Nobody knew, you know, and we all thought, okay, if we just crawl underneath the, the desks and hide our eyes, we'll be okay. We were cautioned to prepare for the possibility of supplies being interrupted. So we, <laughs> we had this closet in, in a hallway in our house in, in Carlsbad, and, and, we put, and it was a linen closet, and we put little stacks of cans of food and, and a couple of bottles of, of sparklets or something like that, whatever the hell we had in those days. You know, I can't remember if David had been born yet or not. When was that? 60, let's see, what's his name? Uh, John Kennedy died in 62. No, 63. David was born in October of 63. So I was probably pregnant when this was going on. Okay. Uh, because I remember having put diapers in there, but David wasn't born yet. You know, so I, there was the concern, too, about, you know, being pregnant and you know, how would I, where would I, and all that. Uh, and and it was kind of scary. But uh, once we got a few things stuck away in the closet, then we thought, okay, we're all right now. Good you to know, go. We're good to go. Bring it on. We can handle it. You know, we had no idea what we were dealing with. None. And with that thought. Oh, yes. I am David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Siggy Burbank. Wish me luck on the editing, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take an hour or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, what happens in Burbank ends up on a podcast. Good night, folks. Good night. You know, just for the record, I'd like to say that, you know, it's been almost a year since we recorded that episode, and they're still trying to get Sadie in on a regular basis for checkups, while her son does now have insurance and is is being taken care of so just thought i'd throw that out there all right kids well that's it for this week uh, i'm going to go ahead and park the way back machine but come back next week and we're going to jump back in and dive back into the past and pick three more podcasts to listen to and that way you can have at least three hours of free audio entertainment right here only on Flashback Fridays. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next Friday.